Oh my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, please. The best show is now underway. If you would please take your seats. Tonight on The Best Show, the 25 most coked out performances of all time. The phone number, as always, is 201-332-3484. Uh, I'm the host of tonight's episode. Uh, my name is Kent Teckelvy Sr. I'm the father of Major League Baseball superstar Kent Teckelvy. I'm a minor league ball player myself. Had a cup of coffee for the uh, Seattle Pilots. Uh, a uh, early version of the uh, the Seattle team now, whose name eludes me. I didn't make it. I struck him from my mind, and now I present to you, without further ado. Your host of the best show, not me, I'm the announcer actually, I'm kidding, Ken Tecklevy Sr. Let's bring Tom on. Oh, why thank you, Ken Tecklevy Sr. We appreciate it here. It's such an honor to be in your home, bringing radio to a families, young and old, gathered around their, their, their weird ham, canned ham-shaped radios. Do they really sit in front of those things? How restless were people getting? Everybody's staring at it. What, do you think the shadow's going to jump out of the thing? No, he's not. He's just talking. I'm not jumping out of my, out of your computer speakers tonight, my friends. Or am I? It's the best show! Here we go! Shows about to begin. 
right, it's the best show here with you on a Tuesday evening in late, late, late January of 2017. Why do I say the date on these things? Simple. I'm trying to help out the person researching this show 4,000 years from now. Doing it for history. That's why I do it. What do you think of that, Mike? Oh, this guy, I tell you. Let me just say. I just had dinner with the whole crew. Mike, Dudio, Pat. It was fun. It was nice, nice dinner. You having a right time, Mike? Yeah, I bet you did. We order the food, and then the waiter's like says to Mike, "So what? What will you have?" And he says, "Well, for here I'll have this." And he ordered some thing, and then he said, "And then I'll get." Then he got some other thing to go, and I'm like, "To go?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be hungry later." Because it's, it's he's assuming I'm footing the bill for his uh, midnight snack now. And but that's not even it. This is the kicker. He sold the to-go food to a guy outside the restaurant. He sold it to him for eight dollars cash. And he was going to do with that money. He's going to take it right to the trunk of that guy in Bayonne, right in the Dwayne Reed parking lot. Guy's going to pop his trunk open, and Mike's going to plunk down that eight bucks, and he's going to walk away with a copy of what? Van Helsing. What are you going to get, Van Helsing, Mike? What? He. I. The John Travolta Robert De Niro movie. I don't know. What is it? I can't do the show. He's doing his own show out there. God bless him. We all love him. We all love you, Mike. Cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. Hope you enjoy that that eight bucks. I hope you you live. I hope it take, takes you a million years into the future. Hope you send on as as uh, what's his face used to say, Frank Sinatra, Chendon. Mike's doing his own show. I can't hear him. I can't hear you, bro. You're just saying. I hear. This is what it sounds like. I'll say something and then I hear Mike go because his door's closed again I love you Mike I love you love you like a brother top of this guy's top notch sure he's got he's, he's, he wants me to read and like a brother we fight he wants me to read apmike.bandcamp.com tell everybody that they got shirts and they got uh, headshots for sale. 
Yeah, but at the end of the day, we get along. Speaking of get along and brothers, we just heard uh, Michael uh, Cronin from his amazing album, MC3. One of the best. And he's out there with his his uh, his bro, uh, Ty Siegel. They're going to be out and about, from what I heard. Love it. Love Michael Cronin. The name of that song is, and it's on Merge Records, by the way. I will say it's on Merge Records. Always generous with the best show. Turn Around on MC3. Michael Cronin's amazing third solo album. Want to hear something nice that would make me feel okay about things. So that song did that. So I'm glad I heard it and it made me feel better. The phone number 201-332-3484 here on The Best Show. And the topic tonight, the 25 most coked out performances of all time. I don't want to talk about that just yet, though. Who's on the line who doesn't want to talk about that, Mike? They're all on topic. You're too good at your job, Mike. I tell you, you're all right, Mike. Last week, we we were down. We didn't have Dudio here. God knows where he was. But it was Mike and Pat and uh, Martine. And some people were saying out there, Oh, what an upgrade. No offense to duty. There's a total upgrade having Martine out here. Duty is usually moaning about this or that. And look, I'm not going to say who it was, but it wasn't Mike. Mike was saying, no, Pat. Dudio has some attributes that can be admired. So, uh, yeah, they're all back, though. The team is back. The Suicide Squad. Why don't you get Suicide Squad from your guy, uh, from your uh, your DVD Connect? You have it? You know what scene I think you're going to like the best? The one when they walk. A lot of walking, right? A lot of walking in Suicide Squad. You think it was sponsored by uh, Skechers, Right? You'd think uh, Killer Crocodile would be wearing Skechers in it. Sponsored by Skechers. Killer Croc wears Skechers, so should you. Deadshot wears Skechers. You know who doesn't wear Skechers? The guy who torched his family when he got mad at them. You know the one hero in the movie who burned his family because he had a temper? Is that what a hero is these days? Not in my book, man. Not in my book. Not my idea of a hero. You know who my idea of a hero is? I went to see uh, Chris Christopherson live the other night. I went to the... Uh, but When this box set came out about six months ago, this Chris Christopherson box set, which is his first... <clears throat> first albums for, from the first uh, 10 or so years of his career. When this album came out. This box came out. I was listening to it. I've listened to it on and off over the last uh, 
bunch of months and then I went super heavy on it and and uh and then I was like wonder if he's playing around and I look and it's like whoa not only is he playing around he's playing around like within a week he was playing around so I go on uh the computer and I go to buy uh that's right single ticket went by myself not ashamed I'm used to it not many friends in this life so I'm used to it at this point not many friends I got uh cohorts I got coworkers uh acquaintances when it comes down to friends not a whole lot and Mike write this down I'm serious. Write this down. You remember that? Write this and call this Tom's Truths. Okay? Start a a new thing with that. Tom's Truths number one. Just shut up. Comma. Huh? Half question mark. Alright? That's number one. Number two. Loyalty ain't bleep. Just write loyalty ain't bleep. But write, don't write the word bleep. You write the word, you know which word I'm talking about. Right? What? Not F. What kind of sentence would that be? Loyalty ain't F. No, S, Mike. S. And... Number three, loyalty, write this down, loyalty and a, uh, what's that thing you guys ate at at Taco Bell that night? What is it? No, it was Burger King you guys ate. Here's what you write down. Okay, write down loyalty plus an ang- loyalty and an angry whopper. If you've got loyalty and an angry whopper, all you got at the end of the bleeping night, and use F for that one, is heartburn and not a whole another F. Uh, lot more than than F again. But ing at the end, else, okay. Did you get it? F. But ing. Tom's truth. Just remember that, Mike. So, yeah, I'm by myself. I go to get a ticket. Well, how about that? Where am I sitting? Front row. Front row at this show. I walk in, and it's in Tarrytown, which is one of these quaint kind of towns that uh, like a Christmas movie would take place in, maybe. I don't know. It's one of those places, a lot of knickknacks there. A lot of knickknacks. Like the toy store is like a 
toy store that if you're a kid, you're like, well, that toy store sucks. It's like, these toys are all wooden. And they all have a purpose. It's like, really? Nah. No, I'll wait. I'll wait till we go to the mall. So I can uh, get the Toys R Us. Get something made of plastic. So it's the Tarrytown's that kind of town. So they have this theater there. I walk in. I ain't, I ain't eating a thing all day, really. I'm so hungry. And I'm like, oh, they'll have some food here. All they had, candy bars. And to their credit, they had probably 40 different candy bars. You'd think someone, like it was like a Lufthansa heist of a Costco truck. Every candy bar under the sun. But only candy bars. So I'm like, well, I guess I ain't eating. Because you know how long it's been since I had candy, Mike? Five weeks. I ain't had no candy, no cookies, no cake, none of that stuff. No sweets for the last month. You know? Not since Christmas Day. I ain't had no sweets. So I, I'm not eating, but who can, what am I going to be up front eating a Chris Christopherson comes out. I got my mouth full of Snickers bar. Right. When I yell out song, Jesus, the Capricorn, the mouthful of Snickers. No, it's inelegant. Certainly didn't stop these animals from loading up on candy. Yeah, so then I go to the, the, the sit there. I'm front row. This mic stand, his mic stand, I tell you, it's not even 10 feet away from me. I'm right in front of this thing. Now I get spooked. It's like this guy's gonna, he's gonna be looking right down the barrel, right at my face all night. Cause if he just even looks down, he's looking at me. Like, oh no. And the thing about Chris Christopherson is he, uh, he wrote all these songs and then he, he sang, then he, he started as a songwriter, wrote all these great songs, then recorded songs also. He didn't, he didn't think of himself as a singer at first. He was a Rhodes Scholar. He was in the armed forces in the military. It's like a real, real hero type, American good guy type. <coughs> so he's playing. And he's eight, I think he's like 81 now. So for an 81 year old dude, he's up, he's doing all right. A few bum notes. Yeah, but he knows it. He laughed about it. But it's just him and a guitar and a harmonica. He's playing the songs. Then at the end of the show, he makes the mistake of taking a step toward the edge of the stage. These people rush the stage. Chris! Chris! And I'm going to say this, Terry Town. Shame on all of you. 
Anybody who rush that stage, one guy reaches out, shakes his hand. That's fine. Another guy whips out this giant picture that he wants signed. He's got a marker. This guy's still got the guitar around his neck. An 81-year-old man now is hunching over with this guitar around his neck. He's trying to sign the thing. The guy's getting it signed. And then this, this, this woman's like, she's like, Chris! And she's got her phone turned. She's trying to get a selfie with him in it. It's an 81 year old man with a guitar still around his neck, bending over now to try to get into the line of her cell phone shot. And she's taking forever to do it. Shame on you, Terrytown. Shame. This guy came to the thieves playing his songs. This is the saddest thing I ever saw this show. This guy's playing these great songs, and they're basically all about how he's he's going to be dead soon. You know what that's like? These songs are all about he's going to be dead soon. He knows he's not coming back to that theater. Then there's people they want more from them. They're crowded now. They're crowded. I guess they didn't get enough. I guess they didn't get enough. He's up there solo in this thing, 81 years old, playing these songs. They didn't get enough, though. They want more. Finally, I hear him just go like, I really got to go, guys. Because <laughs> he's, he's, he's worried he's probably going to tip over. He's got a guitar around his neck. Oh. Tarrytown, you you got a a stain on you now, and a stink on you. You blew it, Tarrytown. You blew it. What movie's that? Copland, right? Remember Copland, Mike? Stallone. The pairing everybody couldn't wait for. Stallone and De Niro in a movie. Like at that point, it's like, yeah, you know, Stallone is kind of like, he's, he's all right. He's next to De Niro. He's, he's doing okay in it. Now it's like, now you see these Robert De Niro movies. He's, he's getting, he's getting outacted by, uh, you, you go see these things. It's like, what's his face? Uh, you got, uh, the Ashton Kutcher's outacting him. Right? Uh, Wilmer Valderrama's out acting him. Right? He's acting circles around De Niro. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. So then I listen to this box set more. And these songs are so great. So awesome. But then 
as the albums move down the line, and 1970 becomes 1971, which becomes 72, and on to where there's an album of his. Let me see what year it is. Yeah, see what year this album is. Seventy-eight, an album called Easter Island, and this is where the idea for this show came up tonight. Tonight's topic, and look, I'm going to say this: we're doing the 25 most coked out moments in uh, performances in history. I don't know if these people are actually on coke or not, but they're certainly tapping into a vibe that evokes that. I'm not saying anybody, I'm not saying, I don't know if Chris Chris did the strongest thing he might ever uh, partook of could be a yoo-hoo for all I know. Right? A warm yoo-hoo. But listen to this song. And this is from the guy who did like Me and Bobby McGee and Nobody Wins and all these songs, just the the greatest you know, uh, uh, what you call it there. You know that song, Mike, where he's like, he wrote, help me make it through the night. He wrote, uh, uh, for the good times. He wrote, uh, Sunday morning coming down. These are classic songs. But then the title track of the Easter Island album feels a little off comparatively. Let's take a listen. Stripped and divided to carve up and cover, they wait there alone. In the secret, rest of forgotten, staring the silence from sockets of stone. I mean, this sounds like, this sounds like somebody's kind of like coke-fueled ideas, like, like, I gotta do a song about Easter Island, that's what we gotta do a song about. Nobody knows what those things are. Where'd they come from? But let's buy, let's make sure it's super meandering. And has like a sleazy backbeat to it. And creepy sleazy keyboards all over it. Sounds like Dr. John. Yeah. Yeah. And the voice is like, oh, his voice is off. Sounds like he's, he's, sounds like he's, he's got a congestion problems. That's what made me think of 
what are the 25 top, the 25, and what is it again? I don't know. 25 most coked out performances of all time. And I want to hear your suggestions. And my friends, you notice there was no advertising on tonight's best show. You notice that. No advertising. Why? Because we have shifted platforms. No ads. Now we are doing something called Patreon. Patreon. And what is Patreon? Well, it's a simple thing where you, the best show listener, you give what you can over there. You give what you can. You do what you can over at Patreon. And then there's we give you different things for different levels of of, of donation. There's going to be some some original content that's going to be exclusive to people who give, and that's what I was eating with uh, Dudio and Pat and Mike. We we're talking all about the things we're going to do. Some great ideas. So, and look, Mike, I know you get it worse to the whole group. Right? But you also get it best of the whole group. I don't see any shirt that, I don't see any shirt that says slaw dog on it. Right? No, but you got massive shirts, uh, coming at your ears. Right? You see anything that says I'm with the wingman? Pat's nickname? Wingman? Because him and his cohorts uh, ordered these uh, these hot wings last week that I still think this place smells like buffalo wings. Right? It smells so much like buffalo wings. I'm expecting uh, Jim Kelly and uh, Boomer Esiason to walk in here. So, yes. The 25 most coked out performances of all time. I'm going to put... Chris Christopherson's Easter Island at number 25. And we're talking about things covering the gamut from sports to music to movies to television, whatever. Let's hear your ideas. And again, we're not accusing anybody of being coked up. We don't know. We weren't there. But there's a certain quality. It's like a certain manic panicked it's like when you listen to david bowie's catalog and then suddenly you get to diamond dogs and he sounds like he hasn't slept in a year and he sounds super paranoid on it like he's a vampire all of a sudden who is doesn't trust anybody and is having no fun now that's a coked up, that's a coked out album. Diamond Dogs. Would you agree, Mike? Yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. It's haunted. Stations. Well, yeah, that, well, I would say it kicked the whole runoff, though. We'll figure out a place to put Diamond Dogs on the list. Uh, who's good here, Mike? Best show. Hi, this is Jonah from Elgin, Illinois. Jonah from what the what to where? 
Elgin, Illinois. No, outside of Chicago. Elgin, El- Illinois. Yeah. What's up in Elgin tonight, bro? Uh, nothing much. I'm sitting here in my NASA shirt with Mike's beatific smile looking down on me above my bed and just having a good time. So you have a headshot, I'm assuming. Correct. And you're wearing a Mass's shirt. Yes, that was coincidence. The shirt was coincidence, but yes. Have you done the Best Show Patreon yet? I have, and I have the box set, too. Oh, well, that's sweet. I was going to hang up on you so quick. If you just did, I'm telling you this also. Look, I hope every one of you goes to apmike.bandcamp.com and you support this guy. But you don't just support him. That he would, first of all, he'd love nothing more than to find out, hey, they're really backing me. Don't seem like they're backing you. Maybe I'm the star of the show. And he's mad. You know what else he showed me with the master shirt? He showed me a way to make it a curse tonight. He's like, look what happens when you wear a jacket that you can take the word masses and turn it into. I don't even know what curse it was. I can't even figure it out now. <laughs> but he, he was getting his jollies. Oh, boy, was he getting his jollies. So what do you got for the topic, Chief? Um, first is Pacino and Heat. Is Vincent Hanna. But is that a... Is he just playing... See, he can't just play a guy uh, who's doing coke. Okay. It's got to be the kind of thing where he's playing somebody who's not amped up, but it's like, wow, he was doing coke while making that movie. Okay. I have uh, two more that I think are a little better. Let's hear them. Uh, Neil Young and The Last Waltz, where they actually yeah. had to... Well, no, that's a, ring. that's a That's a ringer. The mm-hmm. Last Waltz, Neil Young... Where it's him and, and his other uh, cohorts, some good, some bad. Who was good at the last waltz? Help me name the good people at it. Neil Young was good. Joni Mitchell was good. Bob Dilbin is good. I like I like the Van Morrison performance personally. Some like Van Morrison's performance. Now, who are the bad people at that? The band. Who else? The band. Yeah. Is, is Dylan on that, too? I don't think Dylan's too great on that. The best part about the band is that one guy who's sang, the drummer. He he had a nice voice, Levon Helm. Yes. He's the best part of the band, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then that guy who's got the voice like this. <laughs> he was good, too, right? <laughs> Crazy Chester said to me. Like, what's that well, dude's name? I don't know. I feel like they should have stayed like a backing band. If they would have stayed a backing band, they would have been better. They were pretty solid as a backing band. What was his name, Mike? Kurt Planko? Plinko. No, Plinko's the game on on Price is Right, Mike. (laughs) Oh, Rick Danko. Okay. And the the other thing we were talking about when I was eating dinner with the with the crew, we we're talking about Spawn Ranch, right? And uh, 
It was a funny thing. We're talking about, uh, Mike said George, he said, he said Warren Spawn was the old man at Spawn Ranch. And it wasn't, it was George Spawn. Fun story, huh? Yep. Thanks for the call. Oh boy. Best show. Crazy Chester said to me. Remember that line? Here comes the Robert E. Lee, right? Twas the night they drove old Dixie down. And all the people were singing, saying, la, 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 la. And then you got Robbie Roberts and that bum with his dumb jacket and his dumb suit and his dumb guitar. Best show, welcome to the show. Hello. I'm going to say this. If you're on hold, it's probably you. Tom? Yes, hi. Tom? Yes. Hey, sorry. I had, I was on mute. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. What's your name? My name is Jonathan. Where are you calling from, Jonathan? Louisville, Kentucky. What's going on in Louisville? Uh, not a whole lot. Just enjoying some time at night after putting my kids to bed. Okay. Drinking a seltzer, listening to the best show. Nice, right? Yeah. So I got one for the topic. Plane? I'm sorry? Plane? The, sel- the, sel- the seltzer. What flavor? Oh, oh, uh, lemon. Lemon. Interesting. Le- Lemon, yeah. Very interesting. Couldn't just go with plain, yeah. huh? Can't handle a plain? Yeah. Um, you ever have La like Croix? Different. You ever have La Croix? So, yes, actually, what? I do have that sometimes. You know what my favorite flavor of La Croix is? Peach and aluminum. <laughs> then they have the lime and aluminum. Uh-huh. Then there's like a, then there's like a, 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 like a, a pumple mousse and aluminum. Huh. I, did, I was not nuts about the coconut and aluminum flavor. <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is the people at La Croix need to figure out a way to have their beverage not taste so much like a, a metal can. The metallic taste, yeah. 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 So what's up, bro? What do you got for me? Well, I was thinking, um, you know, you mentioned David Bowie. I was thinking specifically um, when Bowie appeared on Soul Train. In 1975. Yeah, that's a pretty intense one. Yeah, I mean, you got you got the interview and the performance, the kind of awkward interview with Don Cornelius, mm-hmm. and then the really weird lip syncing of Golden Years and Fame. Very strange. Very yeah. strange. But there's also the live performance he did on what Dick Cavett is pretty troubling, also. Of the young, young, young Americans. Americans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that that one was. But I just think that he seemed a little bit more disoriented during the uh, Don Cornelius Fair, um, talking to him. I think um, you might be right. We'll put that. Uh, you keeping track of this, studio? Oh, you hear the anger in his voice? I tell you, this crew. They might, <laughs> we might we might call tonight the Last Supper, guys. <laughs> 
Pat built it. Dudio's mad at Pat. Pat's mad at Dudio. Pat was ripping Dudio last week, saying Martin was an upgrade. Mike was sticking up for Dudio for some weird reason. When Mike hates Dudio more than anyone. (laughs) But Dudio hates Mike more than anyone. Those two, they're like the Laurel and Hardy of the show. Those two. Who's Laurel and who's Hardy? Uh, Well, Laurel was the the tall guy. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. All right. And they were not funny, right? That's not funny anymore. Maybe in the the back then it was funny. Before they had sound, it might have been funny. When they got a piano roll... They could roll. Oh, we're trying to get the piano into the building. And we did it and it rolled down the hill. Okay. Like, I didn't see yeah. that coming. Yeah. Right? Why can't they be funny like other things, right? Yeah. Hey, I, I, I've wondered that myself. Like, La La Land. Did you see La La Land? I haven't seen it. I'll say this. I'm eating dinner with this crew. Boy, they were... Jumping all over that thing. Have you seen La La Land? It was the worst thing I ever saw. Studio's like, well, I thought it sucked. And Pat's like, this colony's just cursing straight up. And I'm like, I was afraid to say. It's like, yeah, look, I didn't think it was great. I thought it kind of sucked also. But I kind of liked watching it. I liked watching it, right? Yeah, I mean, something to do, right? Well, it's not something to do. I could always uh, rake leaves if I'm looking for something to do. <laughs> it's not about that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it looked nice. Here comes one of them. Here we go. What? Who did we just play somewhere else? What's that? Who did we play somewhere else? David Bowie. What number? I didn't say yet. The con. The con. Where were you going to? David. Eight. Eight. Put him at eight, Dudio. David Bowie on Soul Train. Thanks for the call. Best show. Hey, Tom. What's up? Not a whole lot. My, uh, 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 can you tell Pat to tell Mike to tell you to show my friend into the studio? What's your name, Junior? Uh, it's Craig. Where are you calling from, Craig? Trenton, New Jersey. Trenton makes... The world takes, baby. Right. What's up? Uh, not too much. I had one for the topic. Um, I'm a little worried it might be too obvious, but it kind of relates to something I've been meaning to suggest for a while uh, related to your discussion of overrated actors. Well, who's that now? Uh, it's Christian Bale in uh, American Psycho. Yeah, but do you really... Uh, see, I don't think him... I don't think he was. Yes. That's not a coked out performance. It's a creepy. It's a. It's a over the top one, but it's not. It's not. No, I'm sorry. See, I think I think he's so messy that he's behind the scenes doing coke. Yeah, yeah I got to say, days. one thing Trenton didn't make tonight was a good call. Get off my phone. Best show. Hey Tom. Yeah, what's up? Who's this? Oh, sorry. Uh, it's Matt from Oakland. How are you? Um, I'm well. Ooh. Matt from Oakland. What's up, Chief? I won $700 playing the Sex in the City slot machine. No, you didn't. 
I really did. I won seven hundred dollars playing the Sex in the City slot machine. I was it exactly seven hundred? It pretty much was. It was like seven hundred three dollars. Did you get the Mr. Big Progressive with playing four games? Because yeah. that's what I did. Of course, I got the Mr. Big Progressive. What do you think? I'm going to grind it out one uh, one shoe at a time on that thing. Well, I got the, I kept getting the ring one, and then not ringworm, but the ring one uh, where Charlotte, I think, and then the the carry one is well, dudes that Matt. First I'm of sorry? all, the it's it's any of them for all the progressives on the Sex in the City slot. You need to pick one. But but it, but they each have one that's you know assigned to their character, so. Uh, I forget what Miranda's is, and then Charlotte's is the rings, and then on um, Carrie's, it's pictures of dudes that she may have no, been intimate with. I think you're. I don't think you understood the Sex in the City slot machine. You played it. You didn't know what you were doing. You robbed seven hundred dollars from it. You're like somebody who goes to the horse track and just puts money down because you like the name of a horse. You well, I, didn't know what you were doing on the Sex in the City slot machine. I, I gravitated towards it because of you, but yeah, if I was yeah. playing Max Bet. I was playing four games at a time, right? right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Six bucks, right? Well, I, I mean, I won the Mr. Big Progressive. It was pretty cool. How you doing? Yeah. What did he say this to you? <laughs> How you doing? I'm sorry. Yeah, because uh, Chris Nelf, right? Hey, kid. Good luck. Right? Remember when he said that? Hey, kid. <laughs> it's been the wheel. And I was in one of those seats that had the speakers behind it, so he was in surround sound. Spin the wheel, kid. Yeah, so he won 700 bucks doing that. So what's up? You yeah. didn't email. Is this the same guy? You didn't email me. I thought you were going to email me. I've got one for the topic, if you don't mind. When are you gonna? When are you gonna hook me up, bro? When are you gonna hook? Me? We're not naming names. You got to hook me up, bro. Um, not much going on until June, as far as that goes. But we can't say who if you, you want to come over to Europe. I went into a record store and I heard I heard the thing. I heard the the new one. I heard you singing. It sounds great. That wasn't me, but thank you. No, you sing half of them, right? I've got one for the topic, if you don't mind. Oh, this guy don't want to talk about this. He don't want to talk about it. Dude, so it's, a it's a rock star, basically. An anonymous rock star calls the show. What do you have for the topic, anonymous rock star? Uh, James Brown on CNN in the 80s. Yes, that's um, a, You know that one. That is a big one. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one. I'm waiting with bated breath to find out where you want to rank it. 18. Yes. 18. Get it? You get it? Crack the top 20. Yeah, but do you get it? Are you going to ask me something about what my age is? Again? <laughs> I hear Mike. <laughs> See, I'm going to get this guy in trouble, right? I'm not. Well, listen, uh, You're a rock star. I, I, will, uh, I will think fondly of you whenever I find myself in the vicinity of a uh, Sex in the City 
machine. Not, honestly, that might be the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. That <laughs> you think of me when you think of the Sex in the City slot machine. You've not stood me wrong this far. Name the best slot machines, Rockstar. Number one, Sex in the City. See, you said number one is sex. Is this going to be another topic? Best slot machines? It might be. I might start doing shows live from uh, from Atlantic City. I have an affinity for the multi-line, high-limit IGT slots. I don't even know what that is. I don't. Like so it's it. where you know it's it's real, right? An original, mm-hmm. old school, real style. But um, you can play across multiple lines, so mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. axes cross mm-hmm. each other and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, if you if you're betting, you know, twenty dollars or fifteen dollars a poll, then if you win, you you win pretty significantly. And when you win, does it go? Bazinga. Wait, no, that's <laughs> the that's the Big Bang Theory slot machine. I've not played that one. Yeah, I played. When and it's I was not a... because I'm opposed to it. I actually just watched that All show right. this afternoon. It's okay. not terrible. I'm just I've never Nobody played. Nobody thought you were opposed. Oh, this guy. Was well, he playing? In I'm sorry. Pro- you're, you played it. It's fine. You're, look, I played the Ted slot machine, and I am opposed to Ted. And then I lost, and it's it's made perfect sense. I lost. It was just a win on a thing I hated. But I'll tell you, the woman next to me watching the, the five-second clips of Ted, watching the thing you'd think she was uh, watching who's on first for the first. <laughs> She's in a casino going. <laughs> it's like. She, it's like, Not, lady, okay, if sorry. you uh, if you're such a fan of the Ted slot machine, try watching the movie Ted. Like, if these so, clips are cracking you up that much, you might just want to go watch the movie of this because there's a thing that's it's like two hours of that. Not just, and you don't have to pay two dollars every ten seconds to sit at it. Is there a is there a red band equivalent of Ted clips on slot machines? Like after ten o'clock, oh, does it Ted, play the red band material, or is it all pretty PG? I got to tell you, that is a brilliant idea. The slot machines shift to red band. The ones that have movie clips, yeah, shift to red band after a point in the evening. Not. Um, to deviate too far from that, but have you watched on YouTube uh, footage of people winning at slot machines? Because I've spent a lot of time doing that. I have not, but now I'm going to. It's a whole subculture wherein people manage to capture their, their jackpots on, on their camera phones, and then people watch and speculate. When are you going to hook me up, bro? I mean, like... I want like a jacket, like a tour jacket, right? Right? Sure. Yeah. Because then I I can take my, never mind, I'm not going to. I'll see if I can get it up on my Bandcamp page. Yeah, see if you can get, see if you can take off my jacket or your jacket and give it to me. (laughs) Right? All right, well, I, listen, love it. I love um, how sweaty you are. I can hear how sweaty you are. On I'm honored calls. to have made 17 uh, with one of my suggestions on your list. Well, you made 18. I'm grateful. You made 18. 18. Yeah. 18 is fine. That's fine. Yeah. And the, so, so I was yeah. thinking soft 17. I was still thinking Vegas. All right. Calm down. All right. Okay. Well, sorry. Have a great night, Matt. Thank you, Tom. Bye. This guy's in a band. He's 
very popular band won't admit what band it is on the air. What do you think of that, Mike? Mike thinks it's interesting. Yeah, well, congratulations, you passed the test. Mike thinks you're interesting. I want to say this, speaking of interesting, turned out a punk. Uh, the, uh, yeah, turned out a punk. Terry T episode. Classic. Gotta hear it. Great episode. My friend Damien from Effed Up. Good stuff, Brown. Best show. Hey, how's it going? I want to just say this. What's your name first? My name is Dan. Dan, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Schnecksville, Pennsylvania. Schnecksville, Pennsylvania? What's Where's that now? Where's Schnecksville? It's just north of Allentown. Okay. So it's Allentown adjacent. Right. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Hold on. Come on. Tighten it up. You don't have a Best Buy in Schnecksville? Get some new speakers? Schnecksville is a, a dynamo. It's the boom city of the new millennium. Really? Yeah. We have a McDonald's now. <laughs> Schnecksville's got a McDonald's. We do. It's got uh, breakfast all day. Yeah. You know you know which other McDonald's also has breakfast all day? <laughs> all of them. All of them. Yeah. But listen, I have a good one. Um I don't know if you're familiar with the film Born Fighters, which is a rock pile documentary. Hmm. But at the at the end of the film, they show uh, a segment of Albert Lee, Dave Edmonds, Nick Lowe, and I believe Huey Lewis in the studio, and they're all chewing on their own tongues. Hmm. I gotta see that. Uh, so it's you're pretty saying, intense. You're saying the all-star band from the Rock Pile documentary. Yeah. Albert Lee, and he's got this huge dyed black curly wig on. It's mm. it's insane. Allegedly. Look, <laughs> I think I'm, he's playing a B-bender. Look, I'll check it out. I can't, I haven't seen it. It's weird. I, I will that verify it, that it is, it is very, I don't, I can't verify that they actually did. What's that? Any illegal activities, but it. Absolutely, it looks like they were under the influence of some sort of amphetamine. All right, I'll check it out. Again, you're alleging it. You have no idea. They could have. Uh, I have no idea. They could have ran around the studio for a little bit and been uh, hopped up. Who knows? It was in the, it was in the late seventies. All right, you're driving me nuts for some weird reason. I don't know. Weird Schnecksville pride bugging me. I, I said Schnecksville one time too many. Best show. Hello? Yeah, hi. It's me? Yeah, yeah, it is you. Yeah, uh-huh. Hi. Um, I got one for the topic. What's your name? Uh, hi, this is Aiden from New Zealand. Aiden from New Zealand. You're real, are you in New Zealand right now? Yep, what I'm time? in Auckland. Auckland, what time is it right now in Auckland? Uh, four o'clock in the afternoon. That's correct. Best Flying Nun Bands, yeah. let's talk about them real quick before we get to the list. Who are we talking about? Tall Dwarfs, oh, right? Tall Dwarfs. Clean, uh, clean. I don't know many of the songs, but I'll go with it, yep. The Clean, obviously, right? Uh, Hold on a minute. Was that, what was that dude's name? Holton. Chris, what's the name? Was he on Flying Nun? Chris Knox. 
Well, hold on. This is music. No, yeah. This is music in your own backyard, and some of the yeah. best music that's ever. Wait, you first. You listen to me, guy. Aiden. Sorry. This is in your backyard. You got some of the best music that's ever been made on this planet, and you're just you're like, what's that guy's name? Right. Uh, yeah. You take it for granted. <laughs> How can you take it for granted? You get that guy from Schnecksville. I'm tell him. The guy from Schnecksville was more proud of uh, his McDonald's that served breakfast all day <laughs> than you are of having the greatest musical, one of the greatest musical scenes that has ever taken place in your backyard. Yeah, it's a little before my time. Well, that makes sense because because when they make records, they dissolve after three months. So I understand <laughs> how there's no way you could ever get your hands on a record again. I'm sorry. I'll I'll get around to listening to it. No. What what stuff do you listen to? Tell me some of the music you listen to. Uh, mostly rap. Okay, I like who? Who do you like? Uh, I like Run the Jewels at the moment. Ah, um, Run the Jewels. Didn't see that one. Coming. Yeah. Right. Who else? Um, like? Meek Mills. I like Ghostface. You do. He hasn't done anything good yeah. in a long time now. Right? Oh, well, yeah. But he's in Flying Nun, I'd be it. <laughs> Fair point, but uh, I'll say this. How do you have any idea if Flying Nun's done anything good lately since you don't know anything good they had done previously? Yeah, you got me. Name three Flying Nun bands. This is what I want to hear. From your own, your own, can, your own hometown pride. Let's hear it. Go I ahead. Can think of Chris Knox. That's the only one. Chris Knox. Uh, he was probably the most mainstream. Mm-hmm. There you um, go. He had that um, not given lightly sick. song, which was this is sick. I gotta say, it's sick. Pretty big. It's sick that you're like I'm this. Sorry. It's sick. Next thing you're gonna tell me, you uh, don't know uh, Lord of the Rings movies, right? Well, but those are kind of American. What? Who was American? In well, there? like who? Uh, one of Elijah those Wood. Yeah. So you played the <laughs> you played the one Hobbit that was American. The other ones uh, there was. Don't ask them. Eh, you named two Hobbits that were. American. Oh look, I'll say this: I'm from America. Those Lord of the Rings movies are terrible. Okay. Oh, They're so boring. They got some nice scenery. Yeah. Okay. They do have nice scenery. But to be honest, this is not a slam against New Zealand. You see a tree, you get it, okay? There's a tree. <laughs> very lush, very green. Wow, look how green that tree is. Oh, my goodness, look at that hill with all that grass on it. Oh, look at that river. Yeah, I get it. What about Hunt for the Wilder People? Did you see that? That was great. So yeah, good. Now I'm talking your language, right? So, so good. You liked it, right? I loved it. You like that kid in it? That kid is great. Yeah, yeah. Ricky. Ricky Baker. Who's moaning in the background there? Sorry, it's just uh, my nephew was around. Your nephew? What's your nephew's name? Harrison. Put your nephew on. I don't know, you're, you're driving me nuts. Uh, he's left now. No, he's still there. I hear him. He left. I he's still find him. In the There's a bunch of kids around here. Can I put one of them on? Oh. Literally about Harrison. And, uh, the, tell them they can talk to an American. 
right? Hey, does anyone does anyone want to talk to uh, an American? American, right? Say, who wants to talk to? Oh, I do. See how excited they are, right? Blue jeans, chocolate bars. Okay. Who wants to talk to an American? I don't know. Who wants to talk to an American? <laughs> Off the radio. Do you know who's Yeah, I'm being ignored here, Tom. All right, give me the one for the topic. All oh, right, okay. Well, I'm not sure if you've seen this, but uh, do you remember Green Day had a song, American Idiot? I have been, I think this is the one we've had suggested. I think it's going to be from what the, uh, the, what is it from the, uh, from behind the scenes video, the making of the music video. No, I have it from, uh, what is it from? I'm pulling it up here. Hold on. It was sent to me by DJ Terry T. Billy Joe Armstrong on stage. Is that the one? No, no. This is um, the making of the American Idiot video documentary. Well, I'm going to play this other one. Okay. And we're going to laugh at Green Day because that's what we do. We laugh. At, we picked our team in that in that. Uh, oh in yeah, that definitely. Battle, it's right? terrible. Yeah, not Green Day. We got our we got our squad, Matt. We got our squad. Don't worry. Look, you are a disgrace to your own nation. Go learn about... Can I just tell you... You tell me about what? About this guy in the video? It's the director of the video rather than Green Day themselves. Yeah. Okay. I'll check it out. So this... Goodbye. That's driving me nuts. This is New Zealand Records. It's a Flying Nun's one of the best things going ever. This guy's got it in his backyard. Could throw a rock and hit Bruce Russell in the forehead. Yet he's, uh, he's too busy worrying about Green Day. Sick, right? Right, Mike? Oh, yeah. He's out the door. I tell you. Real. I thought this dinner would be like a rah-rah kind of thing, get everybody feeling good about it. No. Mike orders something to go, flips it for eight bucks, that God knows what movie he's going to buy with it, right? What are you going to buy? Uh, the what do you what what are you, what are you going to get the uh, the one the that's uh the the you know the one Mike rings is that what you're going to get rings? What? Stevens. I'm throwing him. Pat, throw Mike out. I'm serious. Throw him out. Strip him of everything associated with the show and eject him from the building. And Dudio. When Pat does that, lock the door behind him. And Mike, Mike, climb back in the window and shove Dudio outside. All right. I'm going back to the phones. Best show. When you got bad news, you want to kick those blues, cocaine. How about that one? That's, uh, yeah, I knew that is. It's Eric Clapton. Uh, goes a little deeper than that. J.J. Kale? That's right, John Kale. Yeah, well, it's On not Bell John Underground. It's, that was not John Kale. Sure it is. John Kale wrote that song. John James Kale. That's, it's a different guy. What? It is. It's on that banana record. 
The what record? No, that song is not on the banana. Yes, the, it is. The Velvet Underground record has the song Cocaine that El, that that Eric Clapton made famous on it. Cocaine's on one side and heroin's on the other side. You're you're completely mistaken. We could argue this all night, but I don't have time. Oh, we... Okay. <laughs> I'm just busting your beast. Hey, it's uh, it's Danny and Forkbridge, loving the show. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. A lot it. of fun. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> if if I could, I, I'd love to chime in on the topic uh, uh, on uh, in a serious way. Not serious, but like a, a real entry. All right. This is Denny, you said. Yes. Okay, Denny, let's, what do you have? Well, you've been on uh, Damien from Effed Up's uh, podcast, right? Turned out a punk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier uh, in the show. Is, uh, oh, you did? I must have been in the crapper. Okay. Well, that's, uh, you could have just said, oh, I didn't hear that. Uh, would have been equivalent. Fair that's enough. fine. Would have been better, not equivalent. It would have been better. Well, I don't know. Some people like to know everything. Uh, I, I, That's what I, social media is for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're not on social media right now. Well, I love people knowing my every thought. Well, Denny, you are in the majority. I am, right? This one, yeah. You That's got right. it figured out, Denny. I'm the one who's wrong. Well, you know, you might be a little further along in life if you would let everyone know every time you're crying. Where I'm just like, I cannot. I cannot do it anymore. Like that well, kind of thing. Well, I kind of do that sometimes, actually. Or used to. That's okay. Yeah. Run that song, It's Alright to Cry? Who was that? It, oh, it's on uh, Queen Sheer Heart Attack. No, I was thinking the one that the football player sang. It's alright. Oh, 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 yes. Um, Rosie Greer. The Super Bowl Shuffle. No, it's not the Super Bowl Shuffle. But look. I'm knocking you off target here, uh, Denny. What's the thing? You're talking about Damien from Effed Up and his podcast. I need more than that to go on. What was it again? You brought it up. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yes, 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 yes. Turned out a punk. So I was listening to the Fat Mike episode yesterday. Fat mm-hmm. Mike, of course, is in no effect. Have you heard his music before? I've heard a little bit of it. It's, it well, might not it be. It something like this. All right. Anyway, so right before the podcast starts, he does at least one line, and he talks about it, too. So it's you, you might even be able to hear him doing the line. So I think that's maybe the most flagrant coked-out performance. Is his appearance on the podcast yes where he, he pretty much does it on the podcast okay all right that's so that, that's, so that's that, one that would be up there yeah um also i'd like to nominate oasis's be here now lp in its entirety which is a tribute to kind of having it all absolutely yes right yep like because at that point oasis were like we deserve it We've done two albums. That's right. Of pleasant Beatles referring 
songs. Uh, I see where this is going. Okay. Next thing, you're gonna, next thing I know, you're going to get on them for only wearing uh, parkas on stage and having zero stage presence. Is that where, is that what just added? No, they've got stage presence. Um, it's like uh, if if you, if your idea of a frontman having stage presence is is like he's w- waiting to find out. Uh, it's like the fifties, and he's walking and he's like waiting to find out when his baby's going to be born with his hands behind his back. Yeah, behind his back, like he's waiting for the doctor or the nurse to come out and just say, "Ah, Mister Gallagher, it's a girl." It's pretty brutal. Well, Next thing I know, you're going to be saying that the bass player looks like he's he hasn't seen a bass before. He just picked it up. No, I wouldn't say that, though. Okay, that's fair enough. I wouldn't say that. So those are my two. I, I, I hope they uh, hope they uh, were a nice contribution to the night. I, yeah, those are good ones. Thank you. You know, I, 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 I want to give something back to you because... Tell you, man, you guys have been on a roll these last few weeks. Oh, oh, thank you, Denny. I appreciate it. It's, uh, you know, it's it's no secret. It's been a very tough week, especially this week. You know, all the stuff that's going on. But uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, tonight's show is making me happier than you were when you tore into that foot-long belly bruiser chalupa dog Sunday night at Guess Givers Fuel and Sausage. Wait, uh, I'm not following you. What what are you, what are you referring to? When I was eat, eating? Yeah, yeah. I tell you, man, you really pile on the flagrant jalapeno cheese pickles, don't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> can, I, can I ask how you know about this? I was there. Why? Wait. You were at the... Get, over at Gas Givers? Yeah. Because, like, I was eating there mm-hmm. on Sunday... Oh yes, you were. And there was only like it was. I, I just remember there was not many. It was not crowded. It was me and two guys. That but they both work there. Mm. And um, oh wait, no, there was there was like a weird guy hovering over by the magazine rack. And was that you? Well, I certainly take offense at being described as a weird guy. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Well, let me see. Were you wearing uh, one of those jackets that look like it would have been a crew jacket on the movie, like Backdraft, like that early 90s kind of baseball jacket that Ron Howard would wear? Mm-hmm. And but what... What set it apart from that, though? It's covered in patches for all of the Major League Baseball teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Was I wearing a hat of some sort? Yeah. You had a hat that was like, uh, I think, what, what was it? Was it a tow truck company on it or something? Or was it a, but it had like a curse in it? Am I... Remembering this correctly? Yeah, we probably can't say it on the air. Yeah. You know. Oh, wait, no, no. If you want my... On your chin, stay the... Caboose. Yeah, I had to bleep 
all of that. All of it? All of it. Oh my god, okay. Right up to caboose. But you were you were wearing like sweatpants. Yes. The jacket. Mm-hmm. And then you had cow you had that hat and then you had cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. One black, one white. Yeah. And a cane. Yes. Yeah. I feel so I feel so important that you noticed me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I how, really do. How can you not notice a guy who's hovering by a magazine rack? Not a very populated magazine rack at this point. Not either. a lot going on there. Yeah, no. not a lot of titles. Um, but you were commenting on was it roast battle? Oh yes, the guys yeah, were yeah. the guys were watching. Oof, yeah, what a sham that was. You were really into it. I was, and and I was I was cheering for Todd Berry. I thought he was robbed. He should have won. Uh huh. He's so low impact, but he he got on a lot of zingers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. And I know a lot of people don't like the wave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those three guys that come in after every joke, literally every joke, and and do and do uh, carrot top level prop comedy. Yeah, but I love it. I think they're great, and I'm so happy that they got their own sitcom. That the that the wave. Yes, yeah. I did. I did it, not know. Very deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's it's to be talented is uh, a gift. Like you it said. is. It really is. But, you know, it was really burning me because, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I'm a much better roaster than Jeff Ross. The Jeff Ross? Yes. Yeah. I mean, if if he's the roast master general, then I'm the roast master whatever is higher than, than that. The than admiral? The, than the I'm general. the roast master admiral. Is that higher? You know... Like I, there was ad, admiral... What's his name? Admiral Nimnitz? Dipnitz? Nim... What was it? Was, was di- there a battleship named after him? The battleship Dipnitz. No, I think it was Nimitz, like you said. What'd you call me? I didn't call you anything. I'm trying to oh. just figure out the name of the battleship. What's a rear admiral? That sounds a little dicey, right? I don't know. It's, I don't know what that... Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Look, again, I'm not a military guy. Well, let's all Google it right now. My my connection's really slow, though. Mm-hmm. But so if you can just wait, just wait mm-hmm. till you're till you dial got, up. You, oh, you're on dial up. I am. Yeah, it's actually sub dial up. What is what is sub dial up? It's almost. I have to um, plug the, the 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 telephone cord into a, the telephone pole, so I have to get like a big spool. Of, of of telephone cord. Oh, okay, like Green Acres. So I have to go outside and it's snowing. And do you make the call from up on the pole? I do, yes. I have to get in that. that it's, it, it looks like a garbage can from on the street level, doesn't it? It does, like a gray garbage can. Yes, it's full of wires and stuff. Oh, okay. I've yeah. never been up there. To, only, again, on Green Acres have I seen when they would kind of tinker with those things. What the hell you're talking about? Well, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Just, That's okay. Uh, you know what, though? What? You should come watch me do my roasts and my comedy sometime. Your roast and your comedy? Yes. Oh, you do comedy? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. 
So like where where could could I see you? Oh well like uh uh tomorrow I'll be at Richie Sambora Chrysler in Westbridge. Wait. <laughs> you're right there? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Well I did not know they did uh comedy shows there. Oh they do and I'm parked in the lobby, yeah. You park your uh car in the lobby of Richie Sambora Chrysler? No, I park my ass there. Dipnitz. Oh, okay. So, so I'm, I'm, but I'm a little confused now. What, what? You're parking. You said your car. No, I said I park my ass there. Okay. Here, here I'll, I'll roll it out for okay. you. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little confused. I know. All right. So, so two years ago, I, I bought this uh, used neon there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. Ever since then, I come in every Wednesday to shoot the breeze with the sales staff, you know, and I, I enjoy the donuts and the popcorn and the, and the free coffee that they provide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do they, do they at all mind you doing that? Well, define mind. Uh-huh. Well, do, do they ever um, seem like they certainly wish you weren't eating everything you're eating? Well... I, I, I do get a vibe from all of them at some point during the, the nine hours I'm there, definitely. Nine hours? Yes, yeah. And that's what, every Wednesday? Every said? Wednesday, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. So, you get a vibe. Tell me more about this vibe. Well, it's it's like, you know how, like, when... I guess the only way you could say it is, like, you you, you feel like you're, you've overstayed your welcome... At someone's house after a party, mm-hmm. and peop- and and the the host is kind of dressed for bed, mm-hmm. and you can feel them kind of shooting lasers at you. Mm-hmm. That it's it's that kind of feeling. Like they're talking a lot about what their day tomorrow is like. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. About how early they have to be up. Really early. Yeah. And at at at, at Sambora Chrysler, it's them all day just saying what they have to do today mm-hmm. you know how important this stuff is and how busy they're going to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah so uh, um you're you're talking about that that's you hanging out like that yes. can i ha- can i take a guess on how like a it probably is when you're hanging out there and let me see like a how, typical day there yeah let me see how close i can get sure yeah if I'm just guessing, you roll in at, you, you good? It opens at nine. Yeah. So they open at nine. You're there two minutes of nine. Yes. Waiting for the door to be unlocked. Yes. And you probably, I can picture you're the kind of guy, you probably hover to the side to where they don't see you in front of the door. Mm-hmm. And then when you hear the rattling, then you kind of sidestep in front of the thing. Yes. And then what kind of look, uh, I'm trying to think of what kind of look you would see on their face as they first see you. It's the- like, um, it's a deep sigh. Mm-hmm. And then also yeah. what I would only, I can only describe as, as a massive eye roll. Yeah. Where 
if they were to, if you could put words to the look they're giving you, yes, it's probably something. Would you say in the neighborhood of again? Seriously? Yes, but I would also uh, thread through that uh, two pretty uh, high high end uh, profanity words too. Sure, sure. So then you make your way in. Yes. Probably walk pretty quickly over to the to the food. Yes. Sometimes sometimes the popcorn's not ready yet. Yeah. And I'll, I'll you know, say I'll, I'll something. make note of that. Yeah, you'll verbally. say you'll say something about it. Yeah. Huh. No popcorn yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you'll make do you'll 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 clearly make do with more donuts until the popcorn's ready. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Uh-huh. What do you and I'm I'm assuming you're putting away three donuts before the popcorn's ready? No. Five. Five. Okay. Yeah. So you're and you're drinking the coffee. Yes. And I'm probably picturing you floating around you probably do a fair amount of sitting on the couch. The best. Well the best chair, yeah. The best okay. Yeah. And you, I'm sure you sit in that thing like someone, like Archie Bunker didn't relax in his chair at home. Absolutely, yes. To yeah. the degree that you relax in this chair in this workplace. Yes, and often I will use the other nice chair for an uh, ottoman. Sure, you'll pull them over. Yep. Right? But you don't just sit, do you? No, oh no. You float around a fair amount? I float around if there's customers. Uh-huh. I mean, I've been hanging out there for two years, so I know what's going on there. I'm practically a salesman, right? Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just, you know, if, uh, if, uh, Craig or Mike or Bill doesn't, doesn't, uh, sidle up really quickly to a customer, mm-hmm. I'll slide in there. To the customer? Yes, yeah, yeah. And let me you see if I can, want let, me, this one. let me see if I can guess. Yeah. You feel like you're helping. Yes. But no one's ever bought a car based on the things you say. Yes, and no one's ever said that I'm helping. <laughs> yeah, so no one's asked you to help. Oh, no, 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 no. And they probably, you're probably leaning into them with coffee breath. Yes, yeah. And with coffee, probably you probably still have coffee in your hand. I do, yes, yes. And uh, don't forget, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mention a key part of this. Mm-hmm. I have braces. Okay. Yeah. So those 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 spring are they called sprinkles or it's not cool to call them jimmies anymore, right? It's they're sprinkles. Cool. Sprinkles, sure. On they're the in they're in the braces. Okay. And it's probably also I would hazard a guess that. These customers are not sure who you are. Oh, the, yeah, because an actual salesman probably wouldn't be wearing the outfit that you just described. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they don't quite know what to make of me. Yeah, but there is, so it's clear you don't work there. No, but they're also wondering. This guy also doesn't seem to be a customer, right? What's up? Why is he talking to me to this degree? Right. So no one buys, no one buys a thing. No, and you know what? I, I have to say, 
since I've been hanging out there for the last two years every Wednesday, mm-hmm. almost nobody comes in anymore. I wonder what the other days of the week are like there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so you said this is Wednesday for you. Yes, that's correct. It's over at Richie Sambora uh, Chrysler. Yeah. But, I mean, you you want to know, you, but you only do that on Wednesday. Are, do you, um, you don't do this to, like, other businesses on other days of the week. Of course I do. You do? Okay. Yeah. Like, like, like where? Oh, well, uh, let's see. Um, I spend Mondays at uh, Count Drinkula's Coffee Coffin, mm-hmm. uh, Tuesday at the Guitar Center in Metal Bridge, mm-hmm. uh, Wednesday, Richie Sambora, uh, Thursday, Fretless Dentistry in Eastbridge. Have you been there? To Fretless Dentistry? Yes. No. Well, um, Dr. Doctor Jeff, he, he's the main uh, dentist there, huge Jonko Pastorius fan. Ah, he likes the good stuff. He does, yeah. So real jazz. Yeah, so it's just like it's fretless mania there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I get it now. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you're in the industry. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Fretless so, bass. So those are the yeah, but also fretless. Like it's not going to be painful. See, I never thought of that. Uh huh. Well, that's. I guess we just we just completed the puzzle. Who was in that? That we just completed the puzzle was Jackie Earl Haley and who? Who else was in that? It was like nineteen eighty seven, right? We completed the puzzle. It was Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. He, Judd Hirsch. Right. Who was the Who was the female lead? Oh, hold on, it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, it was um, Maria Conchita Alonso. You are correct. Yes. yes, it was. It was. It was. And that was that movie. Where they were having that puzzle, that mm-hmm. puzzle designing competition. Yes. For who can cut the best puzzle. Right? Yes, it wasn't about putting them together. No. Who could cut it the best? Yes. Who could cut the best puzzle? Yeah. And I remember when Judd Hirsch, do you remember that one scene where he's screaming in Jackie Earl Haley's face? Yes. You call this a bleeping corner piece? Yeah. You call this a bleeping corner piece? And then, and then he said, This is the best bleeping corner piece I've ever seen. That's like right. A, and he a, said, You're the best game. cutter I've ever seen, which of course was a throwback to Breaking Away, the cutters, remember? Yes, because they were cutting. The counties were called. They were cutting class. That's that a what full it was? circler. Yeah. He really wanted to get so far away from bike movies that he was doing, he did that, the puzzles stuff, and yep. he did three puzzle movies. He did, yeah. And then he was trapped by that. Yep. They called him the puzzle guy. Yeah. It, that puzzle, it really did make puzzle cutting very hot for a it while. It did, yeah. Very, like sexy, almost. Yep, it um, was. So what, uh, what other... Oh, so Friday, uh, mm-hmm. Friday, I'm at um, Kern Fargo Bank. Okay. Uh, my choice of locations. Uh, Saturday, <laughs> as you witnessed, uh, Gas Giver's Fuel and Sausage. Yeah. And uh, Sunday, I'm at the Ramp Ridge location of Hercules Marconi Fitness. Okay. Although, I think I'm about to get banned from there. You're You're about to get banned from the fitness center? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Why, why are you about to get banned? 
Well, I'm really loud. Okay. You know, I, I go in there and I have my uh, circa 1978 gym outfit. Mm-hmm. You know, the shorts that are really short. Mm-hmm. You can see my jock strap. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My ringer T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Tube socks pulled up over my ankles. Mm-hmm. I mean, over my knees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got high high top Chuck Taylors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great workout sneakers. <laughs> yes. right? It is, yeah. yeah. They're great. So, they help Chuck Taylor so much because he's one of the best. One ba- of the great <laughs> athletes of all time. Can we just say yes. that? We we talk about his accomplishments on the basketball court so right? much. To right? this day, it's like Michael Jordan, Chuck Taylor. And LeBron James. LeBron James. Yeah. Those are the three. Yep. Um, and you know those early Chuck Taylor high tops, they were made of stone. I didn't know that. They were, yeah. Uh-huh. So, you're that's what you're wearing. Yes, yeah. So I, I get in there. I'm already sweating, uh-huh. which is cool. And um, you know, I'm so because I, I grunt. I'm, I'm like you know the, the tennis players that grunt when they do stuff mm-hmm. when they're playing. Ooh, I do that just walking to the machine. You're already grunting. Yeah, it's like Hulk running. Uh huh. Yeah. So, and I'm ta- I, you know, I'm screaming when I'm doing the exercises mm-hmm. and. What they really don't like about what I do mm-hmm. is that, you know, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm doing my lifts and I'm picking up the machine, <laughs> you know, I'm curling the machine, and then I put it down and it goes, BAM! Wait, you're picking up what? The machine. The machine. Yes. You're picking the whole machine. I'm so machi- passionate about it. I'm practically crying. Like, what machine are you picking up? Oh, I just overturned my ankle. See, that's Ooh. why you always have to wear those Chuck Taylor. I know, high those high tops. tops. I got to lace them up really tight. Yeah. Didn't lace them up tight enough. That's why he Chuck Taylor played mm. so many games. Yep. In Ooh, so, yes, I'm curling the, the, the machine. Why? So you pick the machine up. I do, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I believe that. You don't think I, I actually do it, do you? You really can do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't, I don't, this does not sound believable. Look, I'm not lying. Uh-huh. I speak truth to powder, all right? Uh-huh. What's that? I speak truth to powder. To pa- powder. Yeah. It's speaking truth to power is the expression. What? But, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No, well, it's, you're speaking truth to powder. What's that mean? It's like Arm, Arm, and, Arm and Hammer baking powder. Yeah, no, I know what powder is. Well, it goes back. It goes back to World War Two. Uh huh. Yeah. How would, does it go back to World War Two? Well, when um, like a lowly private n- needed to say something, ba- you know, like like his 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 rear admiral was 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 being uh, non law abiding. Mm-hmm. He wasn't sticking to uh, you know the the books, okay. the law. This guy would go up, and you would ceremoniously pour baking powder on General MacArthur's shoulder, and then you'd hit it, and the big powder clouds would go up, and then you would you would tell him what your your rear admiral did to you. Uh huh. Surprised you don't know that. I I know nothing about this. They always talk about it on the History Channel. Uh huh. I don't yeah. want, I don't watch the History Channel so much. Oh, you don't? Oh no. Oh, hey, you like music, right? I do. I love music. What's your favorite Dylan LP? Probably Blonde on Blonde. 
Mm, that's a good one. It's a little too long. I like Guns on the Tracks. Uh-huh. What's that? Guns on the Tracks? Guns on the Tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Blood on the Tracks? What? What? No, it's Guns on the Tracks. It's not Guns on the Tracks. Yes, it is. You ever played Guns on the Tracks when you were a kid? The game? No. What is that? Well, you put a gun, you know, on a railroad track, like mm. a, a pistol. Sure. And then you stand in front of it, <laughs> and then the train goes, and maybe when it hits, it crushes the gun. Maybe the bullet goes out. Maybe it doesn't. You know, it's, it's like, it's it's a different way of playing rushing roulette. Uh-huh. Rushing, okay. Uh, My train's going really fast. Yeah, okay. I've never heard... What are you doing running around with guns as a kid? What were you doing not running around with guns as a kid? That's a fair question. That's, that's a, a question for the ages, yeah, right? That's a fair one. Um, Answer that and stay fashionable. Uh-huh. I didn't make that up. That's from the young ones. <laughs> okay. Yep. Well, I'm glad you, you're keeping that their their memory alive. Absolutely. Namaste. Uh-huh. You know, I, I'm banned from several other businesses, too. It's gotten ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like what? What uh, businesses are you banned from? Well, off the top of my head, uh, ooh, Casket Warehouse, Bill Johnson's Mexican Cantina. Oh my ankle! <laughs> it hurts so bad. Mm. Oh, um, the Ice Crematorium, Desmond's Tutus, uh, the Make a Fish Foundation, Aquatic Arts Academy for Children. Really swelling up. Oh no! <laughs> Careful, Careful, Denny. You have Thank to you. really watch. This is when you need to ice it early. I do need to ice it. Yes. Where else? Bose, Derrickson, Premium Drilling Supplies, uh, Parakeet Pagoda, Madame Torso's Erotic Wax Museum. Have you seen how they spell wax? For the uh, no, I haven't. W a c k s. Oh, that's terrible. Sick. It's sick. It's a fun Ma place, though. Uh-huh. Madam Torso's... Uh, I'm not even going to say it. Where else? Uh, New Bridge First Presbyterian Church of Rickenball. <laughs> uh -huh. You're, like, you're going to have to go get that like ankle It's like the bone is at. sticking yeah. out through the yeah. purple goop. I, I can hear how swollen it is over the right? radio. Yeah. Where else? David's CrossFit, uh, Cell Phone Gulag, uh, CD Submarine. That was a big blow. Jeez. You're banned from CD Submarine. I, I am, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, they didn't like that I kept asking them to play literally hundreds of different CDs for me every day, and then I didn't buy anything. Uh-huh. And like also that. what I did in their employee restroom twice. Mm -hmm. What? That's, that's probably why, you, well, it's for both of them is probably why you're rightfully banned. Could be. You know, I saw President Trump there last summer. At CD Submarine. I did. I sure did. Really? Yes. Do you know, like, what he bought? Oh, yeah. I watched him the entire time. He bought 12 boxes of runs and a sound effect CD of a stadium full of people cheering. Uh-huh. Yeah. Runts, which are those... It's the can... It's candy? Yeah. They're, they're like, uh, kind of like sweet and tarty. Mm -hmm. They're tarty. So he bought 12 boxes of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw him down an entire box out in the parking lot. He just pounded a box of runt. Pounded it, yeah. Yeah. Man, guess when you know when you got the runt bug, I guess if you got a uh, like a taste for runts. If you've got a taste for runts, then let me 
I can't go any further with that. Yeah, please. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his hands are even smaller than they've been made out to be. They are? Mm-hmm, yeah. They're, they're like those doll hands that, uh, what's her name, Kristen Wiig wore on Saturday Night Live in that one sketch. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Those doll hands? Yes. Yeah, it's sick. You know, and, and he smells exactly like how he looks. I can't, I can't even imagine what that would be. Well, you know, like a, a mound of butter that's been sitting on the counter for like a week and a half, and then it's been shaped into like this human hippopotamus hybrid and then sprinkled with fetid paprika. Oh, okay. Okay. I can, I can, fo- I follow you. Right? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. But look, we need to give this guy some time to get up and rolling, all right? I mean, it's only been, of course, it's been 10 days and he's made an ungodly number of incredibly asinine blunders. But, you know, all administrations have had growing pains. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, and, uh-huh. and look, people say that President Trump is stupid, he's ill-informed, malignantly narcissistic, that he's cowardly, he's racist, that he's a bully, a, a, a supreme con man, he's terrified of women, and he's thin-skinned, and he's vindictive, and he's laughably ill-prepared for the job, that he's unpresidential, he's slovenly, embarrassingly inept, uh, he's sexually predatorial. He's completely lacking character, and he's reckless, uh, manipulative, he's conniving, and he's a flagrant scumbag. But I think we do need to give him a chance. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I don't know how much of a chance we need to give him, uh, Denny. Um, you know what? What? I don't know if it's okay to say this or not, but, you know, he's 70 years old, and, you know, he... It- he doesn't really take good care of himself. Like, you never see him, like, even, like, walking much, do you? No. No. He, um, he doesn't seem to be interested in moving. No, he doesn't. Like, like moving seems to be an inconvenience to him. That it he does, has to yeah. physically move from one place to another. I think he, if, if he could, I think he would like to be carried everywhere, but then I think that would make him look weak. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be interested in any physical, into anything physical. Like, I no. don't even, like, it's not even like he doesn't seem interested in exercise. He just doesn't seem interested in being contained within human skin no it's true it's true and, and here, here here's a here's a little little uh bet we could do last time he had an apple in his hand and just kind of like stood at the kitchen counter and just ate an apple mm-hmm. the last time he did that i'm gonna say on the count of three let's say the, let's say an age okay we'll say the age he was at yes Okay. Or the year. Or the, let's do the year. Okay, okay. One, two, two three. Nineteen Okay. What'd you I, say? I said nineteen sixty two. Oh, okay. That's cool. We're close. Very close, yeah. Okay. Um I'll say the time the last time he said more salad. Please. Okay, ready? Yeah. One. One, two, two 
three. He's never, never said it. See, we both said never. Yes. The, wow. Yeah. We got the full. We got the, our, our finger on the pulse beat of the president. Yeah, it's a crazy. Great Gene, uh, Gene Hackman film. What's that? We got. Uh, it's a great Gene Hackman film. We got our finger on the pulse beat of the president. Our finger on the pulse beat of the president. Remember that? That's the movie? Yes. 19... I'm trying to think. I can see the poster. It was like 80... No, no. It was like... I feel like it was a 70. 79, maybe? It's called We've Got Our Finger on the Pulse Beat of the President. Yes, yeah. Is the he movie... Pl- he played a Secret Service man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jackie Earl Haley was his son. Mm-hmm. And who was his wife? I can't remember. Do you remember? IMDb it. Okay, good idea. Huh, okay. It was, uh, she came up earlier, uh, Maria Conchita Alonso. She got a ton of work back then. Good for her. It makes you wonder uh, where she is now. Oh, I thought you were going to say something really mean. No. Makes you wonder who she was. No, I wasn't going to say that. I I don't don't, don't know what your uh, personal views are. I'm telling you that. Well, I'm telling you what my personal views are. They're not that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Look. Don't be mean to me. You can't talk to me like that. What? What? I can't talk to you like what? You're being mean to me. Like, you're putting I'll me walk, down. I don't like it. I'll you can't talk to me I'll, like why, that. Why not? Because, like our president, I'm a TV star. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. How how are you a TV star? I've been on TV. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, 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 what program have you been on? Programs. Okay. What programs have you been on? American Muscle Angry Lawyer with Creed's Color Camera Fight. I'm sorry. What's that now? America's most flagrant loiterers and creeps caught on camera five. Uh huh. Okay, so you're on. Two oh, shows. and also, who the bleep did I marry? Twice. Who the? Oh, wait, twice you were on it. Yeah, yeah. That's that show about women who marry men that turn out to be like creeps or and or criminals. Well, look, if I knew those two hags would sell me out on national TV, I'd have never let them be my wives, nor put me through veterinary and hotel management schools, respectively. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well, that's charming, those two hags. Yeah, like, you're such a prize. I Where am. Where do you get you, off? You saw me there. <laughs> yeah, I saw you. My original fashion sense. Mm-hmm. Ain't no one else doing that. No, there was definitely no one else was dressed like you. It's it's true. It's true. Yeah, but look, I, I feel like we're, we're we're we got off on the wrong, mm-hmm. not off on the wrong mm-hmm. foot. I feel like we've ended up on the wrong foot. Um, mm-hmm. So let's get uh, let's get back. Uh, you know, I love those impressions you do. Oh, oh, well, thank you. That's my so favorite nice. part of the show. Really? Oh yeah. You know, I see you as the rich little for the six CD changer generation. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I'll take it. Well, let's let's have some fun, okay? Sure. I loved your impression of Leonard Cohen singing that Smashing Pumpkin song last mm-hmm. week. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. Um. All right. How about this? What? 
I, I, if I do say so myself, I do a pretty good Gene Simmons. Okay. So what would a conversation on songwriting be like between Gene Simmons and, let's see, I don't want to do Leonard Cohen. Um, no. What about Burt Backrack? Burt Backrack. Yes, yeah, so what would that be like? And you're going to do Gene Simmons? I will, yeah. <clears throat> I've never done a Burt Backrack impression ever. All right, well, how, how about I, I'll, I'll start. Okay. Hello, Burt, how are you? Good, I'm good. You know, I know that you're a... Uh... An accomplished songwriter. You've uh, you, you've written a lot of hits. Well, so have I. And uh, I, I would like to know how you go about writing your songs. And, and I, I'd love to tell you how I I, uh, I go about writing mine. Um, uh, off the top of my head, I'll, I'll throw one of my songs out. Uh, it's a song off of Rock and Roll Over. It's called Love 'Em, Leave 'Em, and uh, it's a song that I uh, I, I wrote when uh, I was um, watching a a young girl on the street. I was in my limo, and it was a girl that I desperately wanted to hose. Um, the um, the lyric goes like this, the first verse. Um, my limousine is waiting, and I see you coming my way, hey, hey, hey. Uh, I, I'm sitting by the window, and you ask me which hotel I stay in. Well, make a reservation between the hours of 10 and 2, how do you do? You've got the time to remember, and... and, and this is, this is my, where I think I really shine as a songwriter. I've got a stiff proposition. There's nothing else I'd rather do. So you lift your dress. You want to impress. But you know there's one thing I've got to confess. I love them, I leave them. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, I, I've got a different songwriting experience when I wrote, uh, like, Walk on by, for example, like when a song like that, it's it kind of comes down uh, to the orchestration when you think about it, and the flugelhorn and the two pianos, which I had to add different textures because that way it uh, doubles in a very natural way, and uh, really trying to incorporate the horizontal harmony versus the vertical harmony and. Uh, it's working with Dion. It's just because uh, I'll take the band and I'll play it for them on a piano, but not uh, play it for Dion because she already knows it better than, than I do at that point. And you know a song like that is like she sings it her way. And, uh, I mean, I, I wrote the song and I don't have the voice she has, but I do all right if I say so myself. It's... Uh, if you see me walking down the street, walk on by, foolish pride. Were you playing a YouTube interview with Burt Backrack? No, I wasn't. No, oh my was... God! You are the master, I tell you. I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to, you know, win points, but man, you're the best. Oh, you're sweet to say that, Denny. I don't know about that. Hey, I don't go like that. Oh, no, that's not what that... I don't go like that. Oh, well, what did you mean? I was complimenting Oh, you. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Well, I was... Well, it's an insult. It's so rude and offensive for... 
Why is that even a why is that a judgment? It wasn't at all. Hey, Jenny, what what's what what's going on? Excuse me? What what what's going on there? Oh, I'm I'm just trying to figure out a beat for this new song I'm working on. Uh-huh. So you're where at a rehearsal space? No, guitar center. Guitar center. Yeah. It's like eleven o'clock. Yeah. Don't they close at like nine? Yeah, it sure does. Uh huh. So uh, I don't even know why I'm asking this, but do you work there? No. Why? Uh huh. So how how on earth are you there after closing? Well, it's Tuesday. I told you that I hang out at uh, at guitar center on Tuesday. Uh huh. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think I do here all day? You, you guess so so well on the other days. Mm-hmm. What do I think you do at Guitar Center? Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing you you certainly touch everything. That's just a given. Oh yeah. And you have no problem really trying out an instrument that you have no idea how to play. It. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm also going to guess you don't hesitate to put your mouth on. I was uh, going to say I, I I love playing in those horns. Mm-hmm. You just love. Yeah. Putting your mouth all over th- instruments that are not meant for the public to put their mouth on. Well, that's that's your opinion. Uh-huh. I think all instruments are meant for everybody. Okay. Yeah. Am I wrong in saying that you're probably wearing some sort of jacket or jewelry that scratches instruments I am, also, yeah. right? You know how Keith Richards uh, wears that skull bracelet? Mm-hmm. Mine is like that, too, but it's like life-size skulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like scraping everything. Yeah. So, so taking the, chunks out of the instruments, everything. Yeah, so that did a pretty good job of nailing how you conduct yourself there. Well, you forgot to mention that this is where I come to write and demo my songs. You know, they have such great equipment here, and I use all of it. Oh, of course you do. I do. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you though, man, I'm having a hard time starting this new song I've been working on. The lyrics for it, anyway. Yeah. I have a bunch of first lines, you know, but each 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 different starting line would just you know sends the song off into a different to a different place, you know. So it's 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 so important to have that first line right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not quite sure what which one to start with. Um, I'd love to get your input. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I could. Well, can I just make sure before you start that these are clean the lyrics? Oh, of course they are. Okay. They're clean as a whistle. And these lyrics make Striper look like Gigi Allen and the Texas Nazis, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would, that is probably the first time those two are uh, have appeared in the same sentence, those two artists. I think they toured together. Uh, that Striper and Gigi Allen toured together? I think so. And Double Dynamite, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I, that's, I, I don't think so. But right, well, let, let, me, uh, let, me get, get a little, let me get a sound going here. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the first. Here's the first option. I'm on my knees and I'm going to ask you to be my wife. But first I need you to name just one member of the MC5. So that's that one. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. I got news for you, baby. I'm joining the Yakuza, so you better treat me right. That's another option. Uh, let's see. Um, 
Grab a hold of my joystick and steer my flesh ship into the Milky Way. That's another one. Uh, Mommy, why is Daddy always looking through that one section of his high school yearbook? What else? Uh, As I watch you walk down the aisle on our wedding day, I can't help but wonder if there's software that deletes porn from my iPhone that backs it up on my secret laptop. Uh, Okay, there's another one. She caught me in bed with her therapist, so I'm heading for the comfort inn. Uh, this other one. You caught me playing World of Warcraft when I should have been picking up your hard meds. Uh, and this last one, I, th- I think might be the best one. Are we gonna get it on tonight, or did I waste $40 on fondue? That's the best one, right? Mm, hey, uh, I probably should have actually asked you if just a, if, if they were disturbing or not. Hey, I'm just writing from real life. Yeah, you're writing from real life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I gotta say, okay. Well, then your real life seems pretty creepy, Denny. What? Yeah, you you seem like a real creep. You know, you're a freeloader and you're just grifting and mooching and taking what you don't want. And if those lyrics were any sort of look into your your life or or worldview, you're a true you're a true creep. And, you know, I I gotta say, in 2017, uh, I I got something going on here because you're, you're almost as horrible as a guy who called last week. Um, what was that guy's name? Danny. Yeah, it's my brother. What, what's that? That's my brother. That's your brother. Yeah. Who called last week. Yeah. The guy who had multiple phones going that he could string together all these different realities and all these lies. Yeah, he's he's playing rushing uh, stone roulette. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Look, I don't want to get started on that guy. All right, that's that's a whole whole, uh, whole four hours in in itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well. What? Officer Harris must have seen me rocking the F out of the drums a while ago. Yeah. And he's shining his flashlight in the window. Of Guitar Center? Yeah, so I'm trying to hide down so he doesn't see me. Oh, what? Oh, oh, oh my God. He wants to jam. Wait. Officer Harris wants to jam. Yes, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. He's a sick drummer. Okay. Super sick. You know, he's in that all-cop Metallica tribute band, Ride the Squad Car. You've seen them, right? I know. I've, I've, I've seen, I've heard of them. They're really good. Uh-huh. They're great, yeah. Yeah? Well, yeah. I, I He's know. better than Lars, if you can believe that. That Officer Harris, Harris is better than the... Lars from Metallica. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, it looks like he brought some drugs that he seized earlier in the night. Oh. Oh, well, if, if, if that bag, oh, my God, that's a, it's, it's a big bag. It's a big bag of stuff. And I got to say, 
what's going to happen here in a few minutes is going to be the most coked out performance I've ever heard. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> that's a full circler, right, Tom? Sure, that's charming. Damn right. Denny, out! Okay, well, Denny, oh, and he hung up. That was that guy's brother, Mike. His brother. What do you think of that? Strange, right? Best show. Hi, Tom. Hi, who's this? This is Graham from Toronto. Graham from Toronto. Yeah. What's up, I have uh, one for the topic. Actually, I was scooped. I was going to suggest be here now and the whole thing. But, uh, well, Denny previous. gotcha. Yeah, so. Dudio, uh, hold, hold on, hold on, Graham. Dudio, be here now. 22 on the list. Go ahead, Graham. So I've got a sort of softball one, but I would think, uh, Tusk, the whole album would be on there as well. Well, we're not going with Tusk, because Tusk is, uh, uh, we're going to go with Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Really? I thought Tusk was way more coked up. Yeah, well, you thought wrong, dummy. Get off my phone. Gee, guy driving me up the wall. I thought Tusk could... No. Tusk is more about a band arguing for the post-success of rumors. Right, Mike? Mike gets it. You all, you're the only one who gets me sometimes, Mike. Right? How do they not get it? I don't, I don't know, Mike. I don't know. Listen, what about this song? Any any album that has this song on it, Mike, this ta- says this tells the whole story. It's Gold Dust Woman. It's got dust in the title. She says, she says dust and silver spoon within the first 25 seconds of the song. This guy wants to know, says that Tusk is more coked out. How dare you? How dare you? Sure. But Tusk is about Lindsey Buckingham just pushing it too far. That's what Tusk is about. Tusk is about artistic, uh, artistic insanity. Rumors is just about being coked out. Number three, rumors. You got that? Now, another one that's come up a lot, and I mentioned it in the email uh, that I sent out earlier today. And if you don't get the best show emails every uh, Tuesday, letting us know what, uh, letting you know what goes on. I know what's going on because I'm the one who writes the things. Um, There's a clip on YouTube called Hulk Hogan and Macho Man on Cocaine. Now I'm going to just say this. Maybe these guys just did a a couple, uh, some push-ups and they're all, they're all hyped. Maybe they ate uh, one of those. What was that candy that was in like the two, like the powder in the tube? Was it? The long tube though. The long one. Not the paper, not the paper straw. 
the long plastic one, those are still pixie sticks. Well, they don't certainly seem to have anything to do with pixies. The pixies are small. Those tubes are huge. I got to say, I think you guys are wrong on that one. Pat. Pat, I want some research done on this. I think all three of them are wrong out there. And I'm telling you this. If 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 I'm right and you guys are wrong, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going out there. I'm going to clonk your heads together, Three Stooges style. And it's going to make the sound. Taste of it a little earlier on here on Saturday night's so, main event. When the ma- so anyway, they, maybe the maybe Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage had some of those pixie sticks before. Now here comes Jason Dudio. Yeah, that's not them. Oh, that's them. That's no, it's not. First of all, that's weird. That's not how you spell, spell pixie sticks. That's some weird. That's the brand name. Is where's what's that? Some it's like Soviet candy or something. <laughs> yeah, leftover, leftover yeah. from the Cold War. Get that out of here. I tell you, the worst thing I ever did was take these guys to dinner. The worst thing I ever did. Because now it just begins. And you should have seen Mike with these appetizers. Tell us. The waiter's like, we have specials. And Mike's like, yes, please tell us the specials. And look, it's not like we all split the bill. Check comes over. Mike hands it over to me. He goes, I believe this is yours. So look, I don't know if these guys were just eating that pixie stick stuff and were on a sugar rush. I don't know. But let's listen to this. It certainly sounds... I can understand why the person who put this clip up named it Hulk Hogan and Macho Man on Cocaine. And this is Mean Gene Okerlund talking to them. The mania. I am talking about Macho Madness and Hulkamania. Two mega powers beating here tonight. Hulk Hogan, what is happening? Well, you know me, Gene, we really don't know what we're dealing with here, man. And I'm just kind of a little worried about washing up here. Because we just might blow the whole planet up, you know. Everybody knows. We might just blow the whole planet up, you know. That Hulkamania is the strongest force in this universe. But when I hit that ring and I saw what the madness was all about, I really... And look, I want to tread very lightly because I don't want to get gawkered. Next thing you know, we I say the wrong thing. You turn three weeks from now, Hulk Hogan's doing this show, right? He'll own this show, right? He's going to call it, what's he going to call it, the, the leg lock or whatever some wrestling move is? I don't know. I keep hearing this wrestling talk. I'll never get into wrestling. I can't do it. I'm sorry. And I'm friends with wrestlers now. I, 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 can't, I, I can't get it. I can't get into it. These guys are smashing light bulbs on their heads. Because that's the thing. Either it's like this and it's aimed at four-year-olds like Hulk Hogan, or it's these guys are smashing fluorescent light bulbs over each other's heads. There's nothing in the middle, guys. Can't find something in the middle. Either, either you're... Uh, Either you're acting like like you're uh, like like it's a, a, a from a Richie Rich cartoon like Hulk Hogan, 
It's like Richie Rich's bodyguard. There was a whole other universe out there, a whole other frontier, and the power of the madness and the mania just blew my 24-inch guns out. Man. You mean to tell me there is another solar system, Macho oh, Man? Unbelievable. I'm still in a state of shock right now. In fact, I don't think I'm going to be coming down for a long period of And I don't think I'm going to be coming down for a long period. Like, that's not what you say when you're hyping a wrestling event. And I don't think I'm going to be coming down for a long period of time. Yeah, reckless abandon is what it used to be. Yeah, but Elizabeth opened up my eyes and the big man right here, the big man. Yeah, he endorsed Macho Madness and gave me direction. Yeah, reckless abandon used to be, but direction now with the mega, yeah, the mega, yeah, the mega power. Yeah, right now they're doing the. Right now, this might as well be the scene in uh, Boogie Nights when they're recording. That's what this is. It's Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. They're doing Feel the Heat. Power, yeah! I feel the power now. I feel the power right there. You're looking to hit over the head, Macho Man. Oh, no, man. I'm all right. I've never been better yet. Now, here's the kicker with what Hulk Hogan says. That makes me think something's going on here. And just uh, picture this. Their muscles are super shiny. Their arms are enormous, but yet strangely lack any sort of like texture or definition. Right? They're like water balloons. Overfilled water balloons. What? Don't worry about the hit over the head, man. I'm just worried about where we're going from here. Is it this stratosphere, man? Is it the ionosphere with the madness and the mania? I don't think anybody who's talking about a wrestling match is going to start pondering going to the stratosphere or the ionosphere. This clip goes number two, please. Okay. Let's see. I'm being told to check out a clip by Billy. This is Green Day. This is Billy Joe Armstrong on stage. Oh God, it's time to go. Say goodbye. I gotta say goodbye. I gotta say goodbye now. I gotta say goodbye. I'm gonna go home and get on my big wheel. I'm gonna get on my big wheel. No, I'm gonna get on my bicycle. No, no, I'm gonna get on my scooter. No, my scooter. No, I'm gonna get on my bicycle. I'm gonna get on, I'm gonna get on my, on my, on my talking truck. I'm gonna get on my talking truck. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna go down the strip. I'm gonna smash up against the window. I'm gonna smash up against the window. Yeah, I am. I'm gonna go and smash up against the window. Cause I got a pet rock. I got a pet rock too. I got a pet rock. It's really cool. I got a pet rock. It's more like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a worker stone. It's a worker stone. You take it, you worry, you worry, you worry, you worry, you worry, you worry, you rub it, you worry, you worry, you worry, you worry. Oh, Spooking me out. That's some bad energy there. A hundred my eyes are wide open. Billy Joe Armstrong on stage. Please. Number ten. In sports. Please put the nineteen eighty six New York Mets. Number 12. Okay? 
except Gary Carter, the kid. The Mets had this team. This is a team, the Mets, where they were just, they were bragging about, they were just a party team. Except this one guy on it who was like the nice guy, who was like the Gary Carter, the late great Gary Carter, who's just like this milk milk and cookies kind of guy. And they all hated him because he was so, so squeaky clean. Here's one that has been suggested. Dennis Scott from the Orlando Magic. A clip called Dennis Scott, Dennis Scott Camp Meltdown. This is his, this is his off-season basketball camp. It's a news report about it. Let's listen. And see what we think. Our top story. Puzzling, that's one of the words that's being used to describe events that occurred today at the Dennis Scott 3D basketball camp. The camp was being held at Parkview High School in Sterling. The week-long program is designed to help children learn basketball skills from an NBA player. It's also designed to teach students about being good sports, leading a clean life, striving for goals, and being the best they can be. Dennis Scott, who grew up in Loudoun and now plays for the NBA's Orlando Magic, was talking with the children on this, the final day of the camp. During that talk, those attending became bewildered. And he's, they're, now they're showing footage of him. The kids are sitting on a, the edge of a basketball court. He's patrolling it like Patton. Scott began discussing his own life. Scott told the kids he no longer wanted to be referred to as 3D and then blasted the media for criticizing him and for their accusations that he's using drugs, a charge he denies. He told the children not to ask him for his autograph, but rather to ask him about the rage that exists inside him. <laughs> this is a, a grown man is saying to children who go to his basketball camp, don't ask me for my autograph. Ask me about the rage that lives inside of me. I will say this. Whoever has the full footage of this basketball camp thing from 1997, please. I don't want this news report is tantalizing. It does not. Scott then began playing rap music that contained explicit lyrics. Scott compared some of those lyrics to the songs of his own life. Scott then walked around the crowd of children rambling about his own life. Talk about live my life where I want to. For all y'all out there in America, if you're scared, say you're scared. Because I ain't scared. I'm doing it myself. Because if I don't make it, I can't blame nobody but myself. So I'm putting on my own concert for this camp. And now I'm about to take my show on the road. If Barley can do it, why can't I do it? He just said in a kid's face... If Barney can do it, I can do it. It's food for thought. I'm not going to put this one on the list yet. I'm being told that I missed the best part of the Billy Joe Armstrong clip. Not sure why Mike didn't alert me to that, but very, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of poor. Poor show prep from the support staff. Not naming names, uh, but uh, except for the names Mike, Pat, and Dudio. 
a.k.a. Well, Dudio is already a.k.a. Mike's nickname is a is what? What's your nickname? AP Mike. Wingman. Flaw Dog. So, let's get some other. Let's go back to the phones. Some other highlights in the list of the 25 most coked out performances of all time. We did not put Neil Young on on uh, the last waltz down. Let's put it, put that at four, please. Best show. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Only dudes have called tonight. Very interesting. Only dudes. What's up? What's up, Chief? What's your name? Uh, my name's Pat. Pat, where are you calling from, Pat? Uh, Washington D.C. Washington D.C. What's going on in Washington D.C.? Uh, well, it's interesting. Uh, lots of protests, but you know. A lot of what? Uh, living life. A lot of what is going on there? Protests. Of what? All right. We we don't need to go into uh, governmental unpleasant. Oh, government stuff. Okay. All right. Yeah. Say no more. Go ahead. Yeah. That's not that's not the topic. All right, what's going um, on, Pat? But I have a couple suggestions for the topic. All right, let's hear it. Um. Uh. Okay. Now, uh, Kelsey Grammer in Cheers. But is there? Wait, he seems like he's coked up on Cheers. I don't know about yeah. that. Judy right. is a huge Kelsey Grammer fan. He just said, "Hell no." All right, next. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just nominated. Okay. I, I don't make the decision. Next. Um, uh, uh, Nicholas Cage in Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. That might be a good one. I never saw that movie. Okay. Well, is, then if you. But please, you, so, tell me about it. Is it? Is it? Is it bonkers? It's it's totally bonkers. It's totally great. Um, and actually, I may want to expand to also Werner uh, Herzog directing uh, Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's literally a shot from the perspective of like a lizard mm-hmm. for no apparent reason. Yeah. Okay. The strange and great movie. Well, I'm being told there's tech problems with your phone. Oh, sorry. We're gonna have to move on. Poor quality of the phone. Best show. Hey, Tom. Uh, it's Jesse from Lincoln, Nebraska. How are you? I'm I'm well, Jesse. To, uh, to what's going on, Chief? Oh, I have one for the topic, sir. Uh, what What do you got, Jesse? Uh, for performance, um, I sent you a link to it on Twitter earlier today. But it's the uh, if nobody's mentioned it yet, it's the. Uh, performance of David Bowie and Cher uh, singing uh, during the Young Americans period on Cher's show? Yeah, I, I think that we're, we're probably just going to have to put down David Bowie 1975. That, that That's pretty fair. Let's just put Bowie 74 to 76, actually. Okay? I think that sounds great. 
Thanks, Brian. Awesome. Best show. Hi, to whom am I speaking? Hi, this is Dallas in Portland. Dallas in Portland? Yes, sir. What's going on in Portland tonight? Which Portland, Maine or Oregon? Portland, Oregon. Ah. So what's I have up? I'm going for the topic for you. What do you got? Now you're all business. Uh, Steve, Steve Gutenberg in the Village People movie Can't Stop the Music. In the Village People movie Can't Stop the Music, which starred the Village People and Nancy Walker and Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. I, I've always felt like the whole movie was directed by cocaine. All right, maybe can't stop the music. It, it's on. It's 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 hovering in the ionosphere, as Hulk Hogan would say. At, at one point, he's sort of uh, he's a composer, a musical composer in the movie. But at one point, he's talking about the composition that he's hearing in his head, and he just kind of starts making a bunch of strange noises and marching around the room. It, it doesn't <sighs> sound like music at all. All right, mm, we'll see. Okay. Best show. Okay. Hi, to whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Rand from Brooklyn. Rand from Brooklyn. Yeah, how you doing, Tom? I'm doing well. What's up, Rand? What do you got? Uh, I got a couple for the topics. Um, Let's hear them. Bobby Brown on the MTV Music Awards, like the late 80s. He, um... He's playing on our own, and he comes out, and like, even before he starts singing, he, he curses immediately. Um, he's, like, sweating heavily and uh-huh. breathing heavy. Okay. Uh, he starts dancing, like, after, you know, once right before they get to the chorus, and uh, something drops out of his pocket, and he sees it on the ground. Okay, wait, wait. Something literally falls out of his pocket on stage. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's dancing and it, it, it kind of like flops out. It, on the YouTube video, you don't see it flop so great, but you definitely see the panic in his eyes. So if I watch the beginning of this clip, Bobby Brown. Yep. What is it now? Bobby uh, Brown drops coke is one of the that yeah, came up it'll, that it'll comes up, come right up pretty pretty fast on YouTube when Bobby Brown dropped his coke while performing live on stage. And look again. I don't know what this is. I don't know. I'm not saying he had coke. This guy, the strongest thing he might have ever taken might have been uh, Tums, for all I know. I don't know. I'm just going on what others are speculating. Hold on. Here This is pretty, uh, this one's pretty impressive. Something does fall out of his pocket that looks like a little, a little thing falls out of his pocket and he scoops it up. He sees it and then picks it up. Uh, I love his spin, like he, he like try to naturally like scoop it up and spin like into his next dance move to play it off. It's pretty cool. I tell you. Put this in, uh, uh, number seven, please. Awesome. And I have one more. Hold, hold, hold on, uh, hold on, buddy, hold on. Wait, where was David Bowie? Move David Bowie up. How high can that go? Other than one, five. Put David Bowie at five. Put this at eight. Bobby Brown, please. What do you got? What's the other one you got? 
Yeah, I, I don't know if this one's going to qualify as it's a, you know, we're pretty specific on the coked up end of things, but, um, you know, Doc Ellis, uh, no hitter on acid. Well, that's not. Right. Yeah. Figured. Yeah, you, you figured right. It's a different <laughs> drug. Bye. All right, thanks. No, no, just dudes tonight, huh? I don't know. I got to tell you. What am I? I feel like I'm at a Rush concert with all these dudes. Right? What am I in line for the men's room at a Rush concert? Yeah, keep a line open for any non-dude. Best show. Oh, hey, how's it going, Tom? It's going well. To whom am I speaking? Uh, Andrew Gall from Brainerd, Minnesota. You're from Brainerd, which is where, uh, which is where what took place? Uh, the movie Fargo. Yeah, that's right. Part of it, at least. Yeah. Yeah, well, you gotta love it when you're from here. Say the line. You can say the line. Go ahead. We all know you want to say the line. Say it. I don't want to say it. I don't know if that's say, say the line. line. Say that's my deal, Wade. Say the line. Come on. Yeah, you betcha. No, not that oh, yeah, line. Say that's my deal, Wade. That's my deal, Wade. Oh, you're driving me nuts. What do you yeah, got for the well, topic? It's all right. Don't worry. Well, don't worry. I got I got two. I got two. So I got um, Tom Cruise when he was on Oprah. No, that's not. He was, he was going all over the place. Yeah, I know. That's that's, that's 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 called uh, fervor. Just general fervor. Uh, Scientology. Scientology that... fervor. <laughs> Worked him into a frenzy. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the let me just say this. Let me just oh. say this. Yeah. Yeah. Go. 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 On, go on. Yeah. I, I'm going to go. Go on. <laughs> you know how I feel like I'm pretty competitive, right, in life? I feel like I'm competitive. This show's called The Best Show, after all. I love right? it. I love it, yeah. yeah. Of course you love it. Because it's great what I'm doing. We deliver. We've never not delivered. Been doing this show since Bill Clinton was president. We're still here. So, yeah. <clears throat> as I was saying... Wait, I forgot what I was going to say now. You, you took me so, off target by... Some Scientology. I brought up Scientology. Thank you. Yes, I'm too competitive. And I was reading this book about Scientology, this guy who entered and was caught in it called The Complex. And I'm reading this book, and he's like, then I'm level OT6, and I'm this and that. And I was saying to myself, as I'm reading this book, yeah, I would have gotten that level faster than this guy. Like... See? Oh. I would have been better at. I, w I was getting competitive with the idea of getting deeper into a cult than the guy telling the stars like, "Yeah, I could have done this faster than this guy." He's yeah, like, yeah, I guess, yeah. Oof, yeah. So go ahead. What's the real one you got? Well, the, I mean, he kind of even said so, but it was like the um, Maximum Overdrive, uh, Stephen King. Yeah, that's a good one. The movie Maximum Overdrive. Directed like, by Stephen King. Well, maybe we should just say Stephen King of that era when it culminated in him writing a book that he forgot he wrote. Which yeah, book yeah. was it? The Tommyknockers? Is that the one and he doesn't actually, remember writing? I don't. I think it's that one. Uh, but I, it's kind of weird. Like, I think when I was young, I kind of thought it was kind of cool and I liked it. Now I'm older and I hate it. It's kind of one of those funny things. I don't know. Not Cujo. Cujo's he doesn't good. remember writing the book Cujo? 
I'm typing in Stephen King. Cocaine. <laughs> yeah, you there. Remember. Look, you forgot you don't remember in Cujo, but that's from Drinking Tall Boys. Really? That's like that's actually a good book. I'm surprised. I think it was Tommy Knockers from when he did the from his. Here we go. While writing the Tommy Knockers, yeah, here we go. Huh. Here we go. Tommy Knockers. He says. The product of too much booze, too much coke, too little editing. Um, it was the third best-selling book of the 1980s. The Tommy Knockers. Man, you know why? Why, yeah, why, I, why, why I can't I get any yeah. success like that? I moved from failure to failure in life. Uh, what's your name again? Uh, Andrew Gall. Okay, I need your last name, Andrew. Andrew. Uh, Gall, G O L L. Get off my phone! You're clearly not him. It's like you're framing him. You're, you're probably somebody's probably murdering somebody tonight, and you're saying that you're going to have in court, like uh, Andrew Gall had called the the radio show, right? Get Columbo would be like, he uh, recorded the thing. I'm not doing a Columbo impression. I like Rockford Files better than Columbo. Anybody with half a brain would agree, right? You, you don't want to see Angel. You don't want to see uh, Rocky. Well, Rocky is Rockford. No, Rocky's the father. Right, Mike? Well, I know so. Best hey. show. Hi, Tom. Hi. Hi. Um, I asked why I wanted you, to the topic. Well, you must have called the wrong program because this is uh, the uh, Robert Bly uh, men's convention tonight. Uh, oh shoot! Where can we? No, to whom am I speaking? Is this Carolyn? This is Rebecca from Philadelphia. Rebecca from Philadelphia. Yes. Uh, what's going on in Philly tonight? Well, I'm just kind of trying to decide what I want to tell you for my topic. <laughs> well, let's 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 get it started and see what happens. So there's an interview with James Brown in '88. Yes. That's the big one. Leave on CNN. That's the biggie. And he, it's it. So when you search for it on YouTube, it's described as a James Brown's drunk interview, mm-hmm. but he seems like he's on some speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems like speed more to me, though. That's the thing. Yeah. I guess, right? Is that does that fit though? We're talking about coked out. I guess it's it's the general spirit of it. It's the spirit of being coked out, right? Is that it's not just cocaine. Well, I mean, they're kind of in the same category, yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. And first of all, the Stephen King. I know with Tommy Knockers, he because I read in his book on writing, he talked about. How he didn't remember writing Tommy Knockers. <laughs> you ever read that book, Rebecca? No, no, I haven't. It's a good book. It's one of the best. It's a great book. Do you do, you do anything uh, creativity wise, Rebecca? Um, I, I I cook 
right. Yeah, okay. That's creative. <laughs> but it's a good book for anybody who makes makes anything just about. I think it's I think it's really it's a great book. It's the best, I think it's the best thing he ever did. Oh, really? Yeah. So. If only someone would help me with this quote for about Tommy Knockers. If only someone would would uh help me. I think the only thing I know about Tommy Knockers is male underwear. Wait, what's that? All right, so you say the James Brown clip. Leah, let's put that on it. Uh, James Brown clip uh, 13. Yeah. It's already 18? All right, so it's, okay, it's 18. Or we already got oh, it was already there? It was already on the list. Oh, shoot. Well. So what, okay. Well, look, Rebecca, I appreciate the call. <laughs> you have a great night. Thank you. Bye. Best show. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is uh, Nolan in Arizona. Nolan in Arizona. What's going on tonight, Nolan? Oh, not too much. I just, I had one for the topic. What do you got? Um, I was thinking that Trump in the, the debates... Yeah, I don't know about that. He was not coked out. No. Take that one to uh, to uh, the morning, the Sunday morning shows, right? What's that one guy used to do those Sunday morning shows and would draw, ride around on do like those folksy things, and it turned out he had like multiple families. Remember that guy? What was that guy's name? Remember that guy? Best show, welcome to the show. Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm well. To whom am I speaking? This is Dan in Delaware. Dan, who was that guy who hosted the morning, sun, the Saturday, the Sunday morning show, and then it turned out he had multiple families everywhere? Um, Remember I'm drawing a blank on that one, sorry. Remember the guy? Anyone out there? Charles Kralt, is that who it was? That's Charles Kralt, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It was Charles Kralt. Yeah. Yeah, he'd go, he'd be like, now we're going to go out to uh, uh, to apple butter country and see the thing. And meanwhile, he's hanging out with his eighth family out there. Charles Kralt, the 19th, right? Guy's always working now, he's paying off all these families. He's got going. So what do you got for me, bro? What do you got? So I have um, two, but uh, I doubt that I would get both through. So I have one that can be seen as pandering to your New Jersey roots and one that can be seen as pandering to your professional roots. So I'll let you pick which one goes first. Sir, you're going to have to pick which one goes first. All right. Then the first one will be um, an actor named Michael Risk. He appeared in a music video for the new oh. pornographer's uh, song, that's Moves. true. That was that was true. Look, and I know Mike. I I was with Mike that day. This guy was straight as an arrow that day. Yeah, it really straight as an arrow. The film but that he might have been. It's a tribute to his acting, though. Jacked up, yeah. Yeah, it's a tribute to his acting in that video. And he really made a choice because you know I'm not casting any aspersions on mm-hmm. on Kurt Dahl, but um, you know it just seemed like a a real choice that Mike made that day. No, Mike made some choices that day. Yeah. And some right, other people well, made choices based on Mike. 
like, I'll walk, thanks. <laughs> that was one of the best moments. Remember that moment, Mike? You don't? Didn't somebody not want to ride with you? <laughs> well, was he in the fish? Hold on, I'm like... talking to Mike. Oh, now you're... Sorry. What's that, Mike? That's right. Kevin Corrigan fell asleep in the back of Mike's car. All right. What else you got, bro? Well, um, the Jersey one would be um, mid-2000s ad campaign for Six Flags, including the geriatric one who went by the name of Mr. Six. That Mr. Six, that sounds very culty, doesn't it? Doesn't it sound like like it's like a... Where it's like you're gonna go on the log flume, and it turns out there's a, it's shaped like a pentagram when you look from a, a mile in the sky. You know what I mean? Like one of those things, right? I mean, it, it was very creepy. Uh, the whole campaign. Yeah, the boys. Yeah, but everyone will have that song in their head now. But I feel like that guy doesn't seem as gacked out of his gourd as he does seem more. Like, something's wrong here. Like, he's not human. You don't think in, like, the backwoods of the Pine Barrens there? He's seemed not. Like, he seemed like a strange, he seemed like some sort of strange child dressed like an old man. And that was, like, the trick of it. Oh. Uh, I've been trying to. I'm done with you. These dudes are putting me to sleep. Yep. Best show. Oh, hey, Tom. I had a couple for the topic. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Charlie Sheen and just kind of the way he got fired from Two and a Half Men. Wait, hold on. Somebody's saying that this Onion thing, the Onion had a headline about Tommy Knockers? No, you didn't. No one's got my back here anymore. No one's got my back. I think I got hoaxed. Now I'm getting hoaxed. Now I'm getting, oh. I'm out in the open here. It's open season for me. It's dog eat dog and I'm wearing milk bone underwear out here. Right? Remember when, uh, which president said that, caller? Uh. Which president said it's dog eat dog and I'm wearing milk bone underwear? I'm gonna go with, uh. Earlier than you think. Truman. Earlier than you'd think. Before you make your guess. Oh, I already did. Truman. I'm going with Truman. It was Truman. Those, the first year milk bones were invented. What do you got for the topic? All right. Uh, Charlie Sheen, and just the whole process of him getting fired yeah, from that, that Two and a Half Men. Month. What year was that? That seems like it might have been twenty years ago that that happened. Remember when he played? He played Radio City Music Hall. Can you believe when you think of it? Charlie Sheen, in the throes of a meltdown, played Radio City Music Hall. Unless this is an Onion headline, too, and I fell for that. Staff. Take him to dinner, and now I'm getting burned on hoaxes. and Got this guy making fun of me on Twitter that I'm stupid. Tell you. Well, put this down. Charlie Sheen, what year was that? Um... 2011? Would that be 2011? That sounds right. Put down Charlie Sheen circa 2011. Make it 15, please. How many do we have left on the list? How many spots? Open spots, please. I got a couple more. 
14 open spots? All right, go. On. What else do you got, bro? Uh, Bob Dylan's white face period. No, that just seems more troubled. Okay. Than, uh, uh coked out. How about the fi- the five hour energy guy commercials? Five hour hour energy commercials. Yeah. Huh. I'm not remembering those. It's Maybe like a this, guy in a suit what about the slap desk out in the desert. What about that slap chop guy? Remember that guy? Slap chop. The Slim Jim? No, not the Slim Jim. Sorry. Yeah, hold on. Somebody's now saying, not a hoax. Stephen King, the Rolling Stone interview. Yeah. Somebody pulls this quote for me. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in another room. I'm going to clunk their three heads together. <laughs> All three of them. It's going to sound like a coconut. So, um, listen to this quote from Stephen King. Hemingway sucks. If I set out to write that way, it would have been hollow and lifeless because it wasn't me. Like, yeah, it's fine. Last book I read by Stephen King was the uh, JFK one. A little boring in, uh, for like 100-page stretches you could have thrown out. But it was great. When it was exciting, it was exciting. So, Would you take Hemingway over King? I don't want either of them. Wow. Look, I'm reading this book now, Count of Monte Crisco. Do you know this thing? Uh, I think I read the French version. No, well, excuse me. I didn't understand it. I didn't Where'd understand it very well. It was in high school. At the Sorbonne. <laughs> no, I'm reading the thing. It's like 1,300 pages long. You read this thing, Mike? It's long. It's it's. I, I'm about 400 pages in. It's great. It's it's super fun. But I tell you, you know who I see in the story a lot? Me. He gets disrespected. He gets framed. I.e., told that a hoax was real. No one had his back. For example, no loyalty. Betrayed, thrown in jail, but then you know what he does? It's revenge time. Look out! Here comes the Count of Monte Crisco, and he's getting revenge on the people who set him up, Kill Bill style. He even watches Kill Bill in one scene, right? Part one, not part two, because part two is kind of boring. There's only like two people left for Kill Bill Part Two, right? like he starts off he's in a church for 45 minutes they're in a church for the she's in a church for 45 minutes then she fights uh, uh then she fights uh in the trailer right well i have a weird question did it start off with part one or was it did it start off with like yeah it's i was confused by the whole thing well let me ask you this which number is bigger one or two? Which comes first? Two is bigger. Uh-huh. And which one would come first? One. Uh, one. Yeah, then one was the first movie okay. in the series. Um, so, yeah, he he fought the, the Daryl Hannah in the trailer. She fought Daryl Hannah in the trailer. Then she goes and hangs out with, with what's-his-face for an hour and a half, right? And then she just does this one punch, and then he's gone. Right? That's it. Kind of 
couldn't have tilted a few of those things back toward the second half. Right? 45 minutes in a church, half hour trailer fight, hanging out with uh, Keith Carradine for an hour and a half. And then she punches him. And that's it. What are you pouring? Get off my phone. I'm quitting this show. I've had it. Beverage. What are you? I'll just say this. I'm having a very hard time. I'm making the best of this. If you knew what was bouncing around in between my ears, man, you'd be amazed that I could, my, I still have an involuntary nervous system functioning for what the, the baggage I'm carrying tonight. Best show. That's right. The coffin scene is good in, in Kill Bill 2. She's in a church for 45 minutes, climbs out of a coffin, fights in a trailer for a half hour, hangs out with, uh, with, uh, Keith Carradine for an hour and a half, and then punches him once. Is that a fair description? Oh, you don't know. Come on. Hello. Welcome. Hi. No, no. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. This is James from Chicago. James from Chicago. What's up, James? So I have a couple for the topic. What do you got? Um, the infamous Billy Joel performance. See, I don't think that, I think that's just him in ego-driven rage. <laughs> Where's he get? but then again, that's being coked out in the larger sense of it. It was a spaz. It was because he was, um, he was like in, in, in Russia at that point, the Soviet Union. Right. And he's doing the show. And he, uh, and the sound wasn't right. He flips, he flips his keyboard. Well, they, I guess they were turning on the lights. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had one other one too. What do you got? Uh, Michael Richards. His, his his freak out while doing stand up in Los Angeles. Who now? Michael Richards, Kramer. Yeah, Michael Richards one is a pretty good. Uh, listen to what Stephen King said about the Tommy Knockers. He says the Tommy Knockers is an awful book. That was the last one I wrote before I cleaned up my act. And I've thought about it a lot lately, and I said to myself, there's a really good book in here underneath all the sort of spurious energy that cocaine provides, and I ought to go back. The book is about 700 pages long, and I'm thinking there's probably a good 350-page novel in there. So, okay, so he did not remember it, but he was... Oh. a rough period in his life. Why does nothing go my way in this life? Seriously, what's your name? I'm James. James, let me just talk to you straight. Let's throw this concept out now. Mm -hmm. Answer this. Why can't I get one thing to just go straight through, bro? Why can't I? Why can't I? The world is conspiring against you. I think it is, right? What am I? I'm, I'm going to be the king. I might as well have an asterisk tattooed on my forehead. I'm the king of asterisks. Oh, it's <laughs> this but that. Oh, if only this. If but... If, but, if this happened, then it wouldn't go. Then, but that happened. If, but, if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a hell of a Christmas. 
<laughs> well, it's because you give so much, Tom. Sick of ifs and I'm sick of buts. No, you know what I'm doing now? I'm throwing the, all the rest of it out now. I'm focusing on this show now. That's it. <laughs> the rest of the world can just jump in a lake. I'm good at That's other true. things. I'm great at this, though. Sick of it. You're good at what? So I'm good at other things. I'm great at this. Having You're a bad. rough time. Look, I'll admit it. Can't talk about it right now. Having a rough time. I'm not afraid to admit it. Got something going on. Not easy. But you know what we do? We go and we do the thing we do. Because that's what Rocky said to do. Isn't that what Mickey said? Go and fight. Or something. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Best show. Hello. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Hi, this is Robin in Toronto. Robin in Toronto. What's up, Robin? Uh, the last time I called, uh, you hung up on me because I wasn't listening to the show. What happened? The last time I called, you hung up. Best show. You never talk about that because it happens. Hi, welcome to the best show. Oh, and you got it. I'll say this. That person just hung up on me. Fair enough. That was how it goes. And Robin, you call back. I'm sorry about that. I had to do it. Best show. Hey, John. Hi, who's this? Uh, this is Jace from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. What's up, Jace? Well, I've got one for the topic. What do you got? I've got... Now, I'm hoping that you know what this is. I remember way back when I was younger in New Jersey, they heard this in like the early 2000s. The Quiznos Sponge Monkeys commercials. I don't know what those are. Quiznos Sponge Monkey commercial? Yeah. Do you, do you remember? They were like these flying rodents with like ukuleles singing about how they love Quizno subs and, like, weird falsetto voices. I don't. I don't. I don't, and I don't want to. Sounds horrifying. (laughs) Oh, it's life-changing. It's something else. Well, are you playing one out there? Is it creepy? Yeah. But does it fit the topic? Dudio just vetoed you, bro. Sorry. Yeah. Best show. Hey, it's Sarah from St. Louis. Sarah from St. Louis. What's going yeah. on, Sarah? Hi. Not much. I had a couple for the topic. What do you got? I was thinking uh, Joaquin Phoenix and I'm still here. Okay, that's a very good one. That. Joaquin Phoenix and I'm still here. What's a number in the low to mid-teens? Ele- uh, put it at 11, please. I remember liking that movie. I think I was the only one who liked it. I saw it in the theater. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Didn't well, Casey Affleck direct that? Yeah. Great guy. Um, yeah. Great guy. Right. You know what somebody should do? I had another one, too. Once. Somebody just, a guy like that, a creep like that, just roundhouse them and film it and show everybody, right? Yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I love that movie. Go ahead. What do you got for me? What else? <laughs> so, for my other one, 
Uh, I was kind of thinking about, like, the big night that the Eagles broke up when they're all super coked out that, and Glenn Fry's oh, screaming at Don Felder on the stage. That's a great one. <laughs> Eagles break up? What do you think? Yeah, let's put it six. Wow, six. Thanks. No, thank you. <laughs> Have a great night. You too, thanks. Bye. Best show. Hey, Tom. This is Colette from Athens. Hey, how are you, Colette? What's going on? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm good. We're moving fast now. So what do you what do you got? Um, I actually, I guess I wanted to call, like, because it seemed like you were having a rough night. So I wanted to tell you that, um, like, the best show wound up inadvertently helping me get, like, an apartment uh, after being evicted from the apartment that I lived in for being transgender. Um, what? How? How did so, it help? Well, first of all, I'm sorry that happened. That's horrifying. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was not great, but like, no, that's it was, terrible. It's, yeah, it's one of those things where like, uh, like a friend of a friend of a friend wound up contacting me and said something about how, like, uh, a person with a room mm-hmm. was uh, like it was opening up pretty much the day that I was being kicked out of my house. And, um, like she, she messaged me and said that like on top of, you know, just helping find somebody, a place to stay when they needed one, like that, um, she recognized me from my calls to the show and said that, uh, they, that like, she was like glad to help somebody who, who like calls, I guess. Like it was really cool. You want to know what Colette, you made my night. I'm yeah. You sounded like you needed it, Tom. I'm glad that I'm glad the show could play any part in that, and that's just that's so horrifying. Yeah, but you have uh, a place now. You have a place now. You're okay. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Like I have to, uh, I have to move my dog to uh, to the state of Michigan for a little while, but he'll be he'll be coming back to defend his crown as the barking champion of of Athens soon enough. My dog don't bark so much. No, she doesn't bark. Not a bark. That's what you wanted, though. I wanted a dog that barks. It eh, seemed like it. Know. You were like way into dogs barking. Well, I want to hear your dog bark. Oh yeah. Well, my dog is good at that. Yeah, your dog is great. Your dog's the champ at that. <laughs> you kidding? We're talking about Winston. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, we're talking about Winston. Look, Winston will be back soon, and Winston won't miss a beat with you, and it'll be great again. So get it, get get that taken care of, and Love get it, yourself Tom. settled. All right, all right. You take care, Clint. You too. All right, bye. Best show. Hi, I have one for the topic. Mm, to whom am I speaking? This is Kate um, from Toronto. Kate from Toronto. What do you got? Uh, the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club yeah. Band movie. Mm, okay, that's a really good one because that just feels like, and then we'll take the Beatles songs, we'll get all of them, <laughs> and we'll get the Bee Gees, we'll put them in it. But that's only three, so what are you going to do? Well, Peter Frampton will be the other one. <laughs> and who else will be in this thing? We'll get Steve Martin, we'll get George Burns, we'll get Aer- Aerosmith, we'll get Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like they just na- like, yeah. El- Elton John? Elton John? Who did he play in right? it again? What what song did he sing in it again? Oh, I can't remember. What song did he sing? I'm trying to think what song he sang in it. <laughs> I'm trying to think. 
Sa- savory truffle? <laughs> Maybe. Remember that song? No. That no. Cream that tangerine. Montelimon. <laughs> right? I don't know that one. Well, you have a treat ahead of you. How about the song? It's only a northern song. Do you know that one? I do know that one. Yeah, that's a good one. What do you that's think the best really Beatles song? What's the best Beatles song? Best Beatles song? Um, Yesterday. Uh, her, I was going to say Her Majesty. Her Majesty? Yeah, that little bit that's tacked on at the end there. Was that Abbey Road? Yeah, no, I know which one it is. That's like, <laughs> that's not a good song. Okay, well, what's... I like it. Well, if you like, that's fair enough. What's the worst Beatles song? Um, Maxwell Silverhammer, right? I don't know. Probably Maxwell Silverhammer. It's played out, isn't it? What's that now? It, I feel like it's so played out. Everyone, I don't played know. Out. I listen to that. Yeah. I don't think that's the problem with that song. The problem is it's terrible. <laughs> what's the problem? It's terrible. I would oh, say yeah. it's She's Leaving Home is terrible. Maxwell Silverhammer is mm-hmm. terrible. It's another terrible Beatles song. Um, Glass Onion? Now that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, well, to be fair, your Glass mm-hmm. Onion is my, uh, Your Majesty. There you go. Was that, the song, own, right? was, that, was that song about Jermaine Jackson's son, Your Majesty? <laughs> right? You know that's the name of his son? Question. Boom, 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 boom. Your Majesty is a very nice boy, but he doesn't have a lot to say. Boom, 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 boom. Right? Now? Yeah. So what do you, wait, so, yeah, so Sergeant Pepper. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only one I have. I thought that was a, that was a pretty good one. Well, guess what? It just, what? I feel like that might have to go number one, Sergeant Pepper. Stop it. Because it's the culmination of, of bad thinking and dumb decisions on the on a scope that has rarely been seen an ego so much an ego, ego yeah. too it's like a coke fueled ego number one <laughs> sergeant pepper you got that thank you of course the movie not the album what do you think the beatles <laughs> album no no thank you look if i was to can one of the three of those guys out there to scare the other two into getting them in line. And look, when I can the one, I'm not going to can them forever. I'm just going to leave them in the wilderness for a while, right? <laughs> Make them sweat, shame them a Give little bit. Give them a good bit. scare. Yeah. Which one? Oh, I could, I could never pick. Well, you got to pick. Help me. Duty. Oh. You think it's duty, don't you? I think Mike. It's Mike, yeah. I thought you were going to say Mike. <laughs> I pick Mike. Right, well, thanks for your counsel. This, yeah. All right, you have a great day. Thank night. you very much. Bye. Yeah, you too. Okay, a couple minutes left, then we're going to wind it up. What's that now? 11 spots. We're never going to get to it. Half hour power. Did I do Easter Island by Chris Christopherson? That's number 25. All right. 
did we put Lawrence Taylor, football player Lawrence Taylor from the New York Giants? Should we put the, uh, you know who should make it would be like the 92 Cowboys. Like the 1993 Dallas Cowboys. Right? 1993 Dallas Cowboys. Please put them somewhere in the, around the 15 mark. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Sam Kinison, is there one that, one performance that embodies that though? Do we put that Green Day song on? Yeah. Which I'm going to play the second half of now real quick. Eyes are bugging out. Look, this is why I'm not a fan of them. This is why I'm on Team 182. Right? I picked my side. Not because one of the guys calls in. No, that's not why. That might be the weirdest new development of the show. That. What's weirder, that or the idea that an 81 year old uh, snowboard guy calls? Yodeling snowboard guy. Who Pat is, uh, Pat played with him. He said he's a very nice guy. Sam Kinison Wild Thing. I think there's a Sam Kinison special, like the last special he did. Jake Fuglenest would know which one that is. Last calls and we wrap it up. Best show. Should we do half hour of power? Yeah, we'll do half hour of power next, everybody. And it's only a half hour now. Best show. Hey, Tom. Hey, who's this? This is Chris. Where are you calling from, Chris? San Diego. What's going on? What do you got? Uh, well, I'm thinking uh, for the topic, Coke Plus, uh, John Belushi as Joe Cocker. Well, here's what I'm going to say. What about this? In terms of John Belushi, what about any of the Blues Brothers performances on Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Right? Sunglasses, can't see his pupils. Yeah. Can you put, where should that go, guys? Lower. No, no, I mean, like a 14, please. All right. Is that it, bro? I'll throw out one more. No, you don't. Sorry. Best show. Hey, Tom, how's it going? It's going well. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Luke in Portland, Oregon. Luke? Yes. If you don't mind me asking, how do you spell your first name? L-U-K-E. Oh, Luke. I thought you said Gluke. <laughs> Luke, yes. Okay, what's up, Luke? Yeah. What do you got? Um, I, Do you have... Uh, Neil Young's performance from the last Walt yeah, on the got, list. We got it. We got it. Okay. What about um, DC 101 guy from Heavy Metal Parking Lot? That's a really good one. From Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Is yeah. that the guy in the zebra the striped shirt? Star- Not zebra shirt. The guy 
He's wearing a DC one on one shirt. Yeah, okay. And he's coked out of his gourd. Put him on the list, please. Thirteen. The guy from Heavy Metal Parking Lot. You ever see that? Can I, uh, can I throw one more out? Yeah, yeah, go, go. Uh, how, uh, any pretty, pretty much any song off of, uh, Sally Can't Dance that we read? I'm gonna put Maybe down. Animal Language? Mm, yeah, see, I was gonna put down this Lou Reed interview, but that's not a, that's like he's, Got this interview we did in Australia in 1974 that's not coked out, though. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite things. You know what I'm going to put yeah, down for? Can... No, not that. Oh, if I hear that again. Tell me if you think this song, and you're not going to go over here, it's going to be theoretical. Good night. This song might have no drugs in it at all, but it's maybe one of the most... This is like a hallucinatory one more, though. Just a perfect day. Right? He's on stage. Drink sangria in the park. Then later, when it gets dark, we go home. Oh, this is nice. Just a perfect day. Feed the animals in. Wait, is that on stage with him? Then later, we'll we and then home. Who is that about to sing in this song? Oh, no! Wait. Is that Luciano Pavarotti? It is. That should be the most something. That song. What up, Mike? Mike's cracking the whip. Go ahead, best show. Hey, Tom, this is Craig in Portland. What do you got, Craig? Uh, the Wild Thing by the Sam Kinison video. Yeah, Dudio suggested it. I'm going to, guys, you're, you're backing it up here. Wild Thing video. What do you think? Where did it go? 17. Great. Thanks, bro. Best show. Oh, hello? Yes, hi. Hi. What do you got? This is... Hello? Yes, yes. Oh, sorry. No, this is David right. in Charleston. Don't worry, David. What's up? Uh, not much. I just had a uh, call in for the topic. What do you got, bro? I was going to suggest uh, Frank Gorshin as the Riddler in the Adam West Batman show. Oh, I don't know about that. That just seems like bad acting. Thanks for the call, though. We got one here. Did we put Stephen King on the list? Put Stephen King, uh, his book, Misery. He said, it's a book about cocaine. Annie Wilkes is cocaine. She was my number one fan. Put Stephen King slash Misery 
because he wrote a tribute to cocaine. Okay? Not that high. 19, perfect. What do you got, best show? Hey, Tom, it's Paul. How are you? What's up, Paul? I've got, um, I don't know if it's said before, but Jack Nicholson as the Joker in the first Batman. No, that's, again, bad acting. Sorry. Best show. Hi. What do you got? Um, for the topic? Mm-hmm. I have Needles from Back to the Future. Wait, who is that now? Um, Flea, who plays Needles Again, in... I think it's bad acting. I just think it's, I think he can't act. That's why he just yells in it. <laughs> I just think he doesn't know how to act. I appreciate the spirit, though, and I, I wish you nothing but the best of luck. Thanks oh, for calling. Guys. 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 We're going to do the half hour power next. It's the best show post show. Be rapid fire. We're going to pick it up in a matter of minutes. But, you know. I just want to say. I work on the show all week. Come in here. Because it's the place that's like a refuge for me. It's the one place I can get away. From all the rest of the stuff. From all the rest of it. The crud. The stupidity. The constant stabbing in the back and the lying and the... People sell you out for a dollar in this life, man. But I'm going to tell you. I can usually block it out and have fun here. And look back and say, man, you know, tonight was a fun night. It helped. But you know what? Tonight, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I was haunted. Haunted. By something I cannot mention. And I'm haunted. And when you're haunted... And something's bigger than that. It's not about brash music. It's not about some bold statement that's going to just will everything to go away because it's suddenly you got the music playing and it just sounds more exciting. No, no, sometimes it's bad and it stays bad. And no amount of music is going to take that away and fix it. But you know what? That's how it goes sometimes. And I just have to realize that tonight was indeed one of those nights. And I was not able to rise past stuff that's weighing heavily on my mind in my personal life that I have to deal with. But you know what? When push comes to shove... 
just have to say you lose sometimes and you don't get to have things go the way you want. And sure, you have a nice dinner with the, I ate at this place and the guy said to me tonight, hey, you usually buy yourself every week. I was like, you know what? You're right. I got friends. Friends that are only as good as the next meal I put in front of them. These so-called friends. What do you call that kind of friendship? They only show up. The check shows up. It's short arms and long pockets. The check shows up. Suddenly, suddenly you, you just never see it, you know. Suddenly, suddenly, uh, everybody's rattling around for their keys, right? Got three games of pocket pool going on. (laughs) But you know what? It's not about that. I offered to take them out because they're my friends. And I'm glad they're my friends. And not only are they my friends, they are the people I do this show with every week. And I know that when push comes to shove, these guys would sell me out for a nickel. Because that's what people are all about. They're no good. One's worse than the next. They'll just cash you out like a like a check. You, <laughs> They don't care. But, you know, that's what life's about. It's the ups and downs. And sometimes you just got to roll with the downs and you take the downs and you realize with the ups that when you got a thing like that, you're just doomed if that's who you're truly surrounded by. It's not good. But, you know, ultimately, you look at these people and you say they're just humans. They're flawed. They're not always perfect. And you know what that means? That means that maybe there's someone else who's not always has to be perfect. And maybe that someone is me. Maybe I could cut myself some slack for once in his life. Stop beating myself up. I'm not the one orchestrating this failure. Sometimes things happen to you and sometimes things happen because of you. And you got to know to separate the difference. I'm working hard and sure things are rotting and dropping dead right in front of me. With a string of failures like you'd think I was trying to fail. But you know what? I'm not going anywhere because I got one thing. This dumb show. And this dumb show and I'm a the dumb person hosting it and the dummies out there producing it. And you dummies are listening to it. We're all a bunch of dummies. And one of us is dumber than the next. But the one thing, you add it all up and we're doing all right. And I'm just going to keep on trying. Even as everything falls apart in front of my eyes. The dreams I had die like everything else. But you know what? I'll stand here, the king of the dummies. The best show will be back next week. Goodbye, everyone. Dummy King, signing off.